Does talking about something make it stronger? Or does it make it stronger by not talking about it? That's the type of question you need to know if you're about to listen to something offensive. This following podcast, I find is pretty offensive. It makes me more uncomfortable than even the cringiest moments of us reading poetry. I wasn't sure if the BBB was clearly a comedy. It's a comedy to me, but I don't know if people would hear it as a comedy. So I wanted Nat Houston to come and make fun of Sean and I as we were doing what we do, rapping about about metaphysical, insane poetry off the top of our hinges. Well, Nat comes in and he just ends up calling us fag all the time. Ah, it wasn't the classiest bit of comedy that I was hoping for, but I don't know, it's full of life. And that's what the BBB is about, is exploring that place where the spirit realm enters into matter. The library table in the sci-fi western mystery room is long. We've got it covered with synthesizer and kalimbas and bongo drums. I've just done a 20-minute epic poem where I was sweating, and I think I got a muscle cramp in my ass. <laughs> from doing that poem and now Nat is hyped up and he's about to read a poem too this goes on for about an hour and then we'll cycle through to the beginning of the podcast although it it is offensive and if it's not for you I I definitely suggest skipping this one I know that our hearts are filled and basically made of love but I'm not sure if that can always translate through strangers listener to have them have context of it being what is this you're gonna play this okay okay get over there i'm in i'm in all right we're rolling are you gonna play this okay all right You want the background? A synthy sound. You want like the 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 chords and the rhythm with it? Mm, I want oh this is what I'm looking for. Okay. This is the one that flips between the two sounds, and this is the volume. Also there's dead keys on the left side. There's like two dead keys. Or non-responsive keys on that shit keyboard. There's two non-responsive keys on that keyboard. Yep. Or it seemed that way to me. Bottom C, C1 is non-responsive. Who wrote this? Sean and I and Alan Ginsberg. These Mayans up to with their hummingbird seeks a master. Yeah, bro. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Sketchbooks, such wicked art. Voltuval spirit. Everything is the face of
in a G smoke breath and spider monkeys it's your destiny ah, balancing decisions between Saturn moon and midnight February 4th 2022 Sun is between Saturn and Earth today. This is Saturn's conjunction. You know, one, two, three, four should be a wish. A time of day. Oh, go on, go roll Deliberately an even a more powerful day. Jupiter is so massive, the sun slightly orbits around it. And The curb book kicks ass Every time I open it Smashing a guitar Taking ecstasy For the first time Or turning blue on heroin What's the planet's news? Wall Street poison pills Palestinians stole the Jews. What runs downhill, young soldiers gonna die. Oh, President, get a Presidents have gotten AIDS. Is it true? Through the years. Shut up. <laughs> that was an NBC shut up. <laughs> that, was a, that was an NNBC. You know, but Clinton said that he did not have sexual relations with that woman. Turns out he got AIDS. Alright, now riled up, man, because here we go. Jews bankrupted the sky. Yosem Lair's fate. I can't do this in Hans Burr's voice. I just, I went to Indie Rock, like, fucking Neutral Milk Hotel. 
Alright, I'll do it, I'll do it as a poem. Keep going. Did you just reference Neutral Milk Hotel? I did. Just check it. That's how I sing. Welfare check. I want my movie show. Got ten kerosene lamps. I'm 99 fucking years old. My name is Gay Ha. Put me, Put me in jail! jail. I, I screw the sky. sky! Now they know when or lose, Papa! Born! You're gonna die! Thomas B. This morning, one woman stares into the shiny side of a Nintendo Wii disc as though she's reading a book. Another person in a bright purple jacket feverishly cracks, launches tiny pieces of driftwood across the beach with a driftwood bat. Lines up with the new year. You know, according to lunar calendar, that star is tripping me out a square. Plus a triangle, but somehow it all fits. Plus it says Bob Alon, the real education was being imparted from. Through Mayor Baba's own person, his company, his contract, the people for which was his silence. This teaching, the nin, silence, has no language, nor can it be written, nor learned, it is to be felt, and is only given, only, by a God, conscious.
hit me with that motorcycle roar. Yeah, I was like, oh, fuck. That's <laughs> probably a different interpretation of the uh, song, but... Why, why don't you give... shit, dude. What the shit. Good job. I give it my all. Good job. So good. All right, Tuna, you're up, bro. Party with the Pumelo. Citrus feeds the need. Abstinate the Jello. Avoid the artificial. Sunset of the saber. A corner of the forest where ghosts reside. Throwing broken glass. You get cut. Like a punk. Red water flows. Down the gutter. Hard like concrete. Cracked by dandelions. The future of all things is glowing. The past is always dead. The root of ignorance is knowing. The seed of sadness is laughing. Forget it all. Forget it all. Let the heart beat. Rhythm takes the reins. Galloping onward from the crazed to the same. Lost in markets. To capitalize is to steal. Advantage is a toppling top whose tendency is to dribble. Feel the jade table crumble below you as your gravity turns to time. Space gets munched by a black hole as a neutron star remembers its past lives. Secrets of a new moon. Another one. Mine's not as long. Do another one. I would just be repeating shit. Freestyle, bro. Space Jam freestyle high down in the dunk. You know you got it when you can fly with an air top on your soul. Grace lands in the spirit of a knoll. The field expands like the firmament when it grows. Hold your holiness close. God is an entity into you, fucking raping you, pierced like an entity that knows all of your thoughts. Brace yourself for the reality of truth as it crushes your ego. Boost your soul as you inhale your heroin. Know that the hug is coming from your wife. God is community. Entities expanding endlessly into the infinite cosmos. Know that this singularity was in the beginning and will be at the end. Eternity is me and it is you. And love is the dividing factor that draws me. Can you follow the drum beat though? Circulate. 
you sublimate, you elevate to the heart. You transform it, you exchange it with a partner. Chemistry, alchemy, refinement. Oh, energy, circulate of the enlightenment. Enlivenment. Enlivenment. Whoa! This is not normal. It is, I'm just not used to feeling this. This is not normal. It is, I'm just not used to feeling awareness. Development. Circulation. What does energy feel like to you? Bouncing off the walls when I walked off cocaine in 1987. Laughing at your mother's death when I stopped caffeine in the 1990s. Notes on an American love story. Is that everything now? Oh, I was building up to something I didn't know it was not short. This one's even shorter. It starts right now. Alien alloy. Create your own gravity field. Alright, this one's about medium. Medium but short. Take a sip of something. Like so Alright, well, let me know when you want to fucking start. Alright, this one starts right here. Rock, the earth center is the exact opposite of everything. Superconaries bring testament to your own vital health. Pure, unrefined Sensations, impressions, 
feelings, communicate without words, communicate dreams. Back of the envelope calculation, a tax on every financial interaction. Very obscure and very abstracting. We can develop an account. Modify this. Oh, ethical system in our human being capacities. We're finite. We must distribute our efforts and energies. Specialization. Speculation. What is the nature of the system and how does it resolve? No! Language is a system of computation. Compulation that generates thoughts. Generates thoughts. Modes to externalize. To externalize. To externalize. To externalize. Understand the system. You get the evolution of the system. Withdraw the claim. Awestruck by the same things as Galileo, motherfucker. With a handful of systems, with a handful of symbols, infinite area of thoughts. Conveyed, conveyed, he starts to metaphysics. Galileo regarded the alphabet as the stupendous of human inventions. Outside the mechanics of the universe, the mind, and plus one. You're playing like four seven times, man. You're killing me over here. I'm already expand the graph. Was that a fucking? I'm already bad at drumming, and like I was kind of nailing it there for a minute. Move your. One short poem for me to tell us Hans Berger. I love with that no we, music. I love that we pulled Matt through that moment where he was going to leave earlier. Yeah, I was about to leave. You guys are fucking psychos. <laughs> yeah, we are. I mean, that's not why I was going to leave. I was just. Like, that's what my therapist told me. I got like we really talking. drunk and I was like very tired. Your 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 therapist told us that we were a bunch of fucking psychos. These yeah, are my, really nice bonds. My, my dude. psychologist told me that I was a psycho. Oh, I like this one. It's the middle one. It in this block. Okay. Modern. It's a very modern poem. Hey. No music? No music for this one. I see. This is just a... Let's hear this one. This is a reading from Hans Brewer, the uh, German guy who lives in a cave with a mute boy. He brews beer after the uh, the apocalypse. Fuck yeah, I've been trying to think of a perfect description of you all night. <laughs> I wasn't lucid enough to do it before. Of who? Of Nat, now that he's like free, I was like, who is Nat? <laughs> Nat's a comedian. He's a nihilist. He's an alcoholic. He's a fucking terrorizer and a humorist. He's a lover. He's slightly saintly. Keep going. Slightly saintly. 
He has the courage to bury his parents and keep going. I poured them in a river. He poured his parents into a river. Fuck, Jesus. In the San Lorenzo? I'm trying to figure out the narrative here. Or, I'm sorry, the... This is a really short one. Alright. Matt's an OG podcaster. He's an offender. He's a, like a, a real enlightener. If somebody, if to enlighten somebody is to make them lighter, to feel is more Is this buoyant. the title of the poem? Follow a narrative, read teleprompters? Yes. That's the title? Yeah. Okay. Alright. So the title of this poem is uh, Follow Narratives and Read Teleprompters. Can you take the bongos from me, please? Yes, yeah, no play. Yes, they are very nice. I like them. <laughs> like the what? The, the bongos, yeah. The bongos? <laughs> yeah. How was it in your cave this morning? I am trying to read a poem here. How many likes did she get? Needs likes. Mm. Systems are complex when the repercussions are complex. Yes. Everything pollutes something. Give us more volume, dude. Get it started and you can't shut it down. If experiment with 20 different drugs, you'll find the drug for you. What you want is what you will obtain. Motivation is willingness to expand energy. Gets in my head like a worm! <laughs> Fuck yeah! Die! On my deathbed, I will declare I have no living relatives! Do ballet. River meditate. Have joy and vibes to say in the morning. Bouncing off the walls when I walked off cocaine in 1987. <laughs> Laughing at your mother's death when I stopped caffeine in the 90s. <clears throat> Notes on an American love story. Is that everything now? Alan Ahoy. Aloy Raza. Create your own gravity field. You don't see heat, you can feel it. Live on the board. Make peace with sacrifice. Heal with pain, heal with pleasure. <clears throat> Movement, breath. Work meditation. Feel sexual. Mm -hmm. and move it through the body. Sense and feel. Circulate. Sublimate, elevate to your heart. Transform it. Exchange it with a partner. Chemistry, alchemy, refinement. Energy circulation of the environment. 
this is not normal. It is, I'm just not used to feeling it. Awareness, development, circulation. What does energy feel like to you? What does what feel like? Energy. What does energy feel like to you? Bioelectrical? Oh. <laughs> Sexual? Okay. And love? Yes. Heart and sexual? Mm. Tap in. <laughs> Tap in. Sublimated and transformed, or maybe even transmogrified. The creature life. Forces energies. We want energy to work with! Stagnant energy gets to move! On show, in circulation of the bowel, watch nature! Water needs to move! What the... This is the dumbest learned from watching nature. Watch nature, water needs to move. Watch nature. Yeah, nope. water needs to move. Shut up! <laughs> know yourself this way! Know yourself what? I said know yourself this way. <laughs> like water. Like water needs to move. Know yourself. I said shut up! Know yourself this way, dude. Last <laughs> night! Back to the argument. <laughs> this is released the same day as the new Chili Pepper song in Sajan Conjugation. Uh-huh. Yes, yes, please. What does what the fuck are these Mayans up to with their hummingbird seeks a master sketchbook? Am I just yeah. reading text? Okay. <laughs> Last night <laughs> released the same day as the Chili Pepper song on Saturn Conduction. What the fuck? Saturn These Mayans! Saturn conduction. Alright, well it goes on, but this is the person <laughs> replying to you. Y'all posse visapamelo, citrus feeds This the is the one I already read. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> Dude, we should have a poetry reading in the library. Yeah. I mean, I can do the character anytime you want. It's not Which a big deal. Is this again? Hans Brewer. Hans Brewer. And yeah. he lives in a cave with a mute boy? Yeah, ask me. Beer? Ask me any question, yeah. How was you born in the cave? Uh, I was not born inside the cave. Uh, I, I was raised as a normal German until the bombs fell. And, and then I, I, I found refuge inside of the cave. And then I found my mute boy. At this time, were you sleeping in the cave? I mean, that is my home, yeah. And how was your morning? My morning today? Yes. Well, I came out of the caves. The mute boy was still sleeping when um, the sun was rising to the southeast. 
Which direction does the cave face? To the southeast. Aha. You can see the sunrise when you wake. Yeah, it's very convenient. It helps me uh, determine what time of day it is. It helps with your circadian rhythms. Nine. Uh, the sex I have with the little mute boy uh, helps <laughs> manage my circadian rhythms. You see, because uh, although although we don't have a clock, I have sex with him uh, around 7 p.m. <laughs> Even though you don't have a cock, you have sex with him? <laughs> well, my clock is more of a cock, and so then my cock, uh, it, it rises, yeah. Your timing is based more on your sexual desire. Well, I don't really want a fox's child, you know? I don't I don't really... But, you know, any port in a storm, as they say. Is he a faggot? What? The deaf children? Is he? A faggot? See. Not by choice. Oh, my God. Oh, this podcast is over. Are you waking this little meat boy in your cave every day? Uh, neither six or half a dozen he's out here no there six or half a dozen <laughs> <laughs> but look oh, it's not like he's out there yeah he's pretty funny there to picture him like nine 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 you guys are misunderstanding it's not like he pays rent <laughs> <laughs> oh, no he's worthless how yeah, did you guys meet Oh, I found him, actually, when he was a child. Oh, God. Is he you? Is he, like, your inner child? <clears throat> is this, like, a Freudian thing where he's your... Nine, why, this why is does a, he, Why does he stay? Nine, this is a mute boy who, uh, who knows none other than me. I found him when he was about six, and I did not start buffucking him until like, he was about 12. Which is his present age? Uh, he is he is twelve and a half. <laughs> Keep going. Jeez, <laughs> have you ever read a poetry? Yeah, I mean, like I have lots of kinds of poetry that I I I write. I mean, I write this in my head. We have no pen and paper. Obviously, this is we live in a time after nuclear drums. Uh, I'm sorry, nuclear bombs have nuclear dropped. Drums. Nuclear drums. Uh, nuclear bombs have dropped, and so I, you know, I honestly, I've saved this child, and now he is, he is now 12 and one half, and I did not rape him until he was 12, which I think is pretty generous. <laughs> I mean, six and a half years is you were, like... You were able to withstand your lust for six and a half years. Uh, yeah, uh, on, like, on, on the grand scale I of, like, of, of the skee-ball machine of fucking morality. <laughs> the ski ball machine of morality. Yeah, that's pretty good, right? <laughs> I mean, he's the only ball ever rolled. <laughs> And so you must have rolled some other balls. You have a whole ski ball. Nine is the only child I've ever found. 
Were you ever raped as when you were a kid? I don't want to talk about that. Oh, you don't want to talk about this. Well, all right, fuck you. It's a cycle of abuse. Oh, no. Yeah. So what comes, comes again? Well, look. I dare you to make a joke of it. Look. Let me put, let me put it this way. When I was a child, a man found me and he lived in a cave. <laughs> <laughs> and he brewed beer. And he took me, uh, uh, I was a child and I, and I was only uh, five or six years old. And he did not rape me until I was 12 and a half years old. <laughs> And so I, I kind of jumped the, the gun when I, uh, you know, raped the mute boy. I'm not mute. Let's make that clear. As he's telling us. You mean he cannot speak? The mute boy, does that, the, does that I rape? Yes. Yeah, he can, he is mute. He has no protest. Not verbally. <laughs> Does he try to attack you? Nine. Nine. Nineteen? <laughs> Nineteen soft. <laughs> oh no. Nineteen. Oh no. <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> no, no, no. God's everywhere. No. Fuck me. <laughs> hey. Nineteen would be way too old for me. <laughs> Nine, nine. Yeah. Yeah, I'll start. I need to do some water clean up. But yeah, Are you start. still recording, by the way? Wrapping. <laughs> I'm very curious to see how <laughs> these ones are hard because it's not just like straight roll. Yeah, you know what is hard is my penis when I put it inside of the mute boy. No, just fucking do it. Just release it unedited. Who can? These are jokes, dude. Who gives a fuck? Don't be a fucking faggot. I don't know. I'm like conscious of what the what, vibe what? is that I'm putting out. You don't want to spread every vibe. I don't want to spread every vibe. Mm. You guys are fucking queers. Like, honestly. Back to square one. Back to square one. No. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> all speech is valid. No. But not all... Oh, the violent speech? Oh, all the violent speech. Oh, oh, it's so violent. Our speech is so fucking violent. Fuck you, man. Do you believe in heaven? No. What do you believe in after death? I believe in nothing. I'm a nihilist. I believe in nothing. I believe in nothing. I believe in nothing that I don't have evidence for. You know, so what I'm pretty gets sure it hard is fucking lights out when you die. Do you that's believe, what I believe. Do you in. believe in your own consciousness now? I believe. Yeah, that's it. Do yeah. You know how long your life will be if no. you don't commit suicide? Well, wait till I blow my fucking head off, man. 
I don't mean to bring it back there right away. Do you want nothing? Yes, I would love everlasting sleep. I like it when I get really drunk and I go to sleep and uh, there's nothing, no dreams, nothing. That's my favorite time of life. I feel you. No, you don't. What gets confusing with this, for me, in the sense of like putting it out there, is for some reason when you're putting something out there, you're like giving a responsibility for how people... Don't forget we're podcasting. I'm making the jerk off motion again. <laughs> we might be podcasting. Or we this might all get cut. That, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We might be podcasting. If people don't have like a reference for who you are, like they don't have a sense of your heart. They probably do by now. There's an instantaneous signature of your heart coming out with every single tone you make. Yeah. All right, well then let me yeah. explain myself. I think life is miserable. I think it's a mistake. I think that we should all just die and stop breathing. And I think... Put your suicide on the whole experience of everyone outside of yourself? I think we should all die. And we are all going to die. And so why, uh... I would agree with you, supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Well, stop fucking interrupting me so I can explain myself, you fucking faggot. (laughs) I don't think that any words are hurtful. I, I, and if you are hurt by them, you're a fucking weak piece of shit, and you should grow up. And then I also think that everyone should just fucking die when it's their time. And I think everyone should be able to de- determine when it's their time. And when it comes down to it, we're all going to be dust. We're all fucking going to die. Yeah, life can be fun a born, little bit. Born. You're going to die. Absolutely. So just, I don't know, fucking enjoy it while you can. And then die with, if you care about it, fucking dignity. Mm. With dignity. I guess that's what it is. It doesn't feel dignified. That's why you're not committing suicide. You want to die with dignity. No, I'm not committing suicide because I still enjoy existing. But all, I mean, like three minutes ago, you said that the best part of your day is when you're deep in unconscious sleep. Yeah, that's what I hope death is. What did you say in your poem about a point proving its own opposite? Yeah, the opposite point. If you can have the opposite prove the point, then it's true. Yeah. Okay, what do you hope death is like? I hope death is the opposite of nothing. I hope it's everything. Oh, you think you're you're gonna fucking hang out with your parents? No, no. I'm not just gonna hang out with my parents. I'm gonna feel infinite existence. You think I'm gonna be there? Yeah. Do you think it matters whether or not I kill myself or whether I die naturally? Yeah, yeah, it does. No, that's a myth. No, that's I, a myth to keep people from killing themselves. I don't think sure I don't put there for a reason. Though. I don't think that anything within physical energy or mental realms matters all that much, but that the infinite experience of all those things combined supersedes all of them. So yeah, time expands beyond a point where individual choices are all that important, and at the same time. The opposite of that is true, 
where every single individual moment of choice lands us in truth or in lie, gives us grace or gives us sin. I have a theory, and it's the the true test of uh, of, uh, humanity is whether or not you're willing to commit suicide. Because it's like the scariest thing ever, right? Because you don't know what's going to happen. I think that maybe, maybe, I'm not sure about this, I think committing suicide might be the the bravest thing that anyone could ever do. Because you don't know what's going to happen, and everyone tells these stories about hell. I and think that suicide is quite cowardice. No, I think it's the bravest thing you could ever do. Yeah, but it's 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 trying to get away from something that you think is worse than the possible outcome of the suicide. Well, it depends on why you're doing it. Most of the time people are doing it either to escape something or because they think the alternative on the other side of that suicide will somehow be better. All right, but what if you're escaping something that's truly horrible? What if you're like a quadriplegic? That's why it's cowardice. Okay, all right. I'll, I'll pose this to you. My mother committed suicide in front of me. She was quite old. So? She could have lived on. And what, how, this isn't an argument. This is I enjoyed her company. Facts. No, fuck you. Your mother I, had an assisted suicide when she was quite elderly. Well, she had an going on towards I, I poured the, the, the concoction into her mouth. Mm. You can call that an assisted suicide. Mm-hmm. Is she a coward? You calling my mother a coward? She could have lived for many more years. So what the fuck are you talking about? Would she have lived for many more years? Oh yeah, I could have kept her alive. And it would have been a huge burden. She was just like, nah, fuck this. This is the most common cause of suicide, is an older person who feels that they're no longer contributing to anything. I liked your company, but it was her choice. Was it hard for you that she died early? No, it was hard for me that she lived. Well, you wouldn't be alive without her living. You're changing the subject. No, I'm not changing the subject. Yes, you are. I mean, uh, it, it was hard for me because she, I took care of her. Are you saying you wish she commits suicide earlier? I mean, it would have made my life a lot easier. I'll say that, that... I don't know if that's true because I think some of the pain that you're dealing with now is based in this fact. I think you're changing. Subject. It might be greater pain if she had done it earlier. So when is it okay to commit suicide? Because she was doing it to avoid the life of pain. In the, there's there's a, a dualistic breakdown of reality where everything is okay. You're not answering the fucking question. I am answering. No, you're not. Ask me the question again. When is it okay? Like, how much pain does a person have to be in? before it's okay for them to commit suicide. It's always That's o- the question. It's always okay and it's never okay. That's not an answer. It is an answer. Because all of these things happen. It's always okay and it's never okay? It's a break you. it's a breakdown of duality when death occurs. No, those are just words, and that's a word salad, and that's not a real fucking answer. Yeah, we're we're getting into realms that are not touched by words. That's all the word salad in your hand. And you're, what, where's the line? Where do you draw the line? <clears throat> How much pain does someone have to be in where it's okay for them to commit suicide? 
How much pain do they have to be in? It's more than it's not. Suicide? It's not okay until they resolve their own pain. What does that mean? That means I think that if someone commits suicide, they're bound for more pain on the other side of it because they didn't resolve it truly or naturally. That's the that's the thing to remember. There will be more. There will be more of it unless you find a way to work through it. Okay, well, doesn't that make someone who commits suicide more brave than someone who uh, sticks it out until the end? Especially if they know that there's more pain on the other side? That they're, that they're engaging in more pain? It's all continuum. You probably, yeah. So probably all doesn't matter. Isn't that more brave? Like, being like, look, I don't like this, and I know there's more pain on the other side, but I'm doing it fucking anyway. I don't think that's why they're doing it. I think they're doing it to escape the pain that they're But you're projecting now. now. You're not you're saying I don't think that's why they do it. You can't presume why they do it. I don't think they're doing it for a brave reason. Okay, but if they knew that killing themselves would result in more pain. You know, there's probably some people who have done it. Stop talking. Out of their own bravery. Because everything is possible within the realms of duality. All things do happen, and all things occur, and the opposite of those things also occur. And it's beyond our comprehension. It's beyond a word salad. You're not... These are yes or no questions. It's not a yes or no reality. Well, that must be very comfortable for you. It's not very comfortable when pain becomes joy. That doesn't mean anything. Look, man, I respect you, but you're not arguing in good faith. Uh, It's not an argument. Yes, it is. (laughs) We live in different dimensions, then. No, I think you don't want to think about it, and you don't want to confirm... Oh, believe me, I think about it. I haven't done it, and neither have you. Your mom has. She was in a very different position than either of us. We have a lot of life ahead of us. How old was your mom when she decided to do that? 64. Yeah. I don't think you're arguing in good faith because, and if you can display to me why you are arguing in good faith, I'd love to hear it, but I don't think you are. I'm arguing from a place where I have a spiritual master who's higher than me, I believe, and I believe what he says is true, though I don't completely understand it, and he says that when we commit suicide, we become ghosts. And it slows down our spiritual progress. And what's wrong with that? The goal of our existence is to become one with God. Okay. It doesn't happen through suicide. And yet so many people commit suicide. And those people are fucked? Is that what you're saying? It just takes more time. Okay, well, but if we have the infinite time... Which it appears that we do. And that's why I also said that it is always okay. But it it is painful to everything and everyone. What's wrong with pain? You want the easy way? You want the the fast track to enlightenment? Is that what you want? Hmm. Touche. 
You're in it for the grind, baby. You're in it for the grind. No, why does it matter that my mom was like on her deathbed anyway when she fucking killed herself? I don't why judge her. I'm not saying that what she did is okay or not okay, and I'm not in a position to know that. Oh, then you're not fucking saying anything. So, what the fuck are you talking about if you're not saying anything? I'm talking about reincarnation. No, you're not. I'm not going to offend your mom by saying maybe this wasn't her last life. You can't offend me. That maybe she'll she's be born already again. fucking dead. She might be alive again. Maybe. You might see her again in this lifetime, but you might not know. Okay, well, there's like a lot of mites. There's a lot of mites. I don't claim to know everything. I, well, that's And again, good. what I'm speaking about suicide is words that I've heard from a person who I accept as higher than me, who knows more than me, and he says things that I don't fully understand. He's the main reason I'm not so committing suicide. you're an acolyte. What does that mean? You believe things that other people have said. Yeah. You're an acolyte. Like, you're a, I a take, believer. I'm a believer. Does it bring you joy? To be a believer of a man that told you something? Does, does heroin bring you joy? Absolutely. Does it also bring you suffering? Absolutely. I don't do it anymore. I wish I did. <laughs> it's really nice. But, uh, no. I. At, at, at a certain level, you believe you know something about the universe that I don't. I believe that Meher Baba is God, and that he's the same as Jesus Christ, only more recently. He's a man. He was a man, and he was God at the same time. Is he dead? He's dropped his body, and he's more alive than ever. Alright, but you can't call him or find him on the earth. I find him in my everyday, like Kyle described earlier. Oh, you're such a fucking faggot. I'm Jesus. a faggot. No. <clears throat> and I don't have a problem with that. <clears throat> if it brings you, like, joy or... Uh, it brings me joy and suffering. And, and completion to to believe whatever it is the fuck you believe, then I... I can't I help, celebrate you. I can't help but believe that I want to believe... I, I can't help but believe what I do. I'm not choosing what I believe. I've been forced into my beliefs through the experiences that I've had. I couldn't not believe this. So you were raped I couldn't into the religion. Yes. I could not choose to not believe in Mayor Baba. I do believe in it. There's no way that someone else could come to me and erase that belief by proving it wrong. How's that working out for you? It just is my reality. Yeah, but how's it working out for you? I'm like, I mean, what does that mean? Are you asking how happy I am? No, I'm asking like how 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 satisfied are you with your life? That's a very similar question to how happy are you? <laughs> no, happiness is a sensation, it's not a state of being. <sighs> happiness and satisfaction are waves that come and go for all of us. Okay. I can't claim to know I, I, I just like when I was asking you earlier if you're a good person and your response would be I think I'm a good person yeah I think I'm right about Meher Baba 
I can't put it on the table and tell you, yes, I'm right, and you're wrong if you don't believe me. That would be an All right, so thing. what you're saying is it works for you. It's, it's an, I, I don't choose what I believe. I believe what I believe. So, for you, uh, your spirituality is kind of like your sexuality. In the same way that, like, a pedophile doesn't choose to be attractive to be children. He just is. It, they, they just are, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, your spirituality is like pedophilia. <laughs> and now we've reached the height of comedy. I'm gonna write this down. <laughs> it's a great place to if come to. If you can get that into a bit, I will applaud you. If yeah, you can I'll, bring I'll, that realization to the listener in a succinct way. <laughs> I really, I need to write this down right now because I'm gonna forget it. <laughs> Let me help you. A pedophilia doesn't choose, a, a pedophile doesn't choose to be a pedophile. Yeah. Just like a Christian doesn't choose to be a Christian. He's a believer. Uh, I have a bunch of other... Is, uh, it is their experience and they have no choice in it. Which I guess is kind of a denial of that, like, being the head of your own consciousness, where you're in control of your experience and you can guide your ship where you want it to go. Mm. Take the wheels, Jesus. Take the wheels, Jesus. It's just take. Steer me away It's from just Hans, take the wheels. Please. It's take the wheel, not the wheels. That's true. I said it a bit wrong. Ah, uh, my Jesus rides a skateboard. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll I'll turn that into like ah, there's probably four minutes in there. Dude, hit us with some joke. Hit us with some fresh material. It's the last time we're gonna do this for somebody. Yes! Fuck yeah. Alright. I'm only gonna do this so you guys are gonna listen to my whole set. It's a five minute set. Okay. I got five minutes, but then I gotta go. Okay. I like it. Good timing. Five minutes. You're fucking in line with everything in the library right now. One, one, one. Here we go. Come on. Five to 11. Hang on. Proper. Get a stage. Everybody. <laughs> you need a microphone. Fuck yeah. Yeah, give it up. <laughs> Woo. Give it up for your host. <laughs> you know, the. Uh, Fuck yeah, I love being alive, dude. The guy before me he was talking about the Irish goodbye. I always thought the Irish goodbye was when you uh, died in a car bomb outside of Belfast. Jesus. Uh, Boulder Creek, I'm from Boulder Creek, is a very special place. Um, 
Anyone know anything about Boulder Creek here? Yeah. yeah. Woo! All right. Um, Boulder Creek is a very special place. It's one of the only places where someone will sell a gun so they can afford to buy mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a I've got a drug safety tip for you. It's a drug safety tip. <laughs> You're fucking in flip flops, dude. Put on your T-D hat. What do you know about safety? Hey, sir. Wait, wait, wait. What do you do for a living, sir? I'm a janitor at a theater. You're a janitor <laughs> at a theater? Yeah. Yes. Yes, I am. What does that entail? You just do you just clean up after actors? Uh, it's in the forest. I, I tend to the forest and the native plants. You, you tend to the forest and the native plants? Yeah. Okay. Birds stop singing at 9.30. But the cool. work keeps going until dark. That's cool. Uh, does any part of that job entail you um, shutting the fuck up when you're in the audience at a comedy show? No, but I do a lot of drugs. Uh, no one asked you for an answer. That was a rhetorical question. <laughs> you just asked a question. Boo! <laughs> Use some of that loop on your tongue. Security. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm also my side hustle is a librarian, so I'm the security here too. Yeah. Oh, did you say a librarian? Yes. Librarian. Okay. So you're illiterate, but you work in a place with books. Yes. Yes. All right. There's a joke. Libations, please. Libations, please. So here's a drug safety tip. Yes. Uh, if, if if your drug dealer is not late, that's a cop. <laughs> <laughs> I find that, uh, oh, shut up. I find that, it's, don't make the laugh great shut up. joke, dude. I find that chapstick is very much like cocaine. Uh, it feels really good when you first use it, but then after 20 minutes, you feel like you have to use it again. And then when you run out, you have to go around to all your friends and see if they have any. And they'll share with you, but it always seems like you don't want to. Have you ever run out of chapstick, though? <laughs> I feel like I've never actually run out of chapstick. Oh, I've, I've run out of chapstick. Do you but use it on your you're dick? You're really not supposed to holler back at the comedian. Do you use it on your dick? <laughs> I have. You chapstick person audience you're I've chapstick my dick, dude. What? Oh, no. Whoa. Just sounds you, thick and not lubricated at all. Did you use the chapstick later when you were skiing? What? I don't know. If you chapstick your dick, do you keep the chapstick? Did you dick it and then lip it later? Did you dick it and then lip it later? I don't like you guys dominating what I'm doing right now. <laughs> and, like, if you guys were audience members... Bro, you're the one holding the loop <laughs> microphone. You're in charge. This is no longer a five-minute set. All right, first of all... <laughs> oh, no. Security! Security! <laughs> I'm an honorary uncle, so I get to uh, experience a lot of things that children experience through their eyes. And uh, one of the things that they experience is the game of uh, Hangman. Hangman is a game that's ostensibly about spelling and vocabulary, but I think it's a game about lynching someone for being illiterate. 
on point. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have memory problems as I get older. I'm, I'm getting older and I have memory problems. I have a bad memory. And actually, I, I, I think it's because... Uh, well, it's not that I have a bad memory. I have a lot of bad memories. <laughs> uh, I think that's why Me my too. brain refuses to make new ones. Mm. Oh. <laughs> Pretty good. Wow. Figured it out. Uh, when I was 14, I had a unique experience. I had sex in my parents' bed. Yeah. Yeah, I had sex in my parents' bed. But I think I was pretty bad at it because uh, Dad never did that again. Oh, jeez. This is my least favorite joke. Oh, man. Look, that's a joke. My dad died. That's fine. But it was pretty devastating when he died. Um... But on the plus side, there are now zero people alive who have caught me jacking off. <laughs> That's a great joke. That's a beautiful <laughs> joke. Yeah. He caught me twice. Yeah. Did you guys have eye contact or he just like left or what? He just left. That's a gentleman. He saw though for a moment. Oh, he... he <laughs> The second time, like, he just stood in the doorway until I finished. No. Yeah. Because he had something to tell you? Uh, no, he just, like, when I was done, he, uh, he was, like, leaned in and he was just like, you having a good time in there? I was just like, God damn it. <laughs> yeah. You didn't notice him until after. No, it, he was behind I was going to say, it'd be kind of hard to finish <laughs> if you knew he was there. <laughs> yeah, No. Well, it's kind of beautiful. The second time one is like, because it is no longer intense or well, embarrassing. That was, that was the first time. The second time was he just busted in my room and I did not finish. Yeah. Don't fall off that chair, please. <laughs> um, I became a vegetarian recently. And it's not a moral or an ethical or a health thing. I just can't fucking afford to buy meat. I'm a... Jesus. I'm a financial vegetarian. <laughs> and what separates me from a normal vegetarian is... Uh, I hope no one else becomes one. <laughs> Uh, I'm actually, I'm really, I suffer from depression. I'm pretty sure my friends are sick of hearing about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about it a little bit tonight. And uh, so the last time anyone reached out to me, it was the uh, IRS. Oh. And uh, they didn't seem really concerned about my well-being. They just wanted to let me know I have one more reason to feel this way. Mm. It's a bit of a burner. You're bringing the vibe down, bro. All right. My lady and I uh, recently broke up, but it was, it's okay. It's a, It was a mutual thing. Uh, her and her new boyfriend decided that we should stop seeing each other. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you, you guys didn't like the IRS joke. <laughs> I thought the 
Yeah, that no, was good. It was good. You just had like a real moment of sadness in it too. <laughs> it was bringing up too many things that I could relate to. Yeah, just like oh, I feel that. I actually talked with her today, which is new. Your ex or the IRS? No, Laura, my ex. Mm. I'd be impressed if anybody referred to the IRS as feminine. <laughs> <laughs> It's kind of a feminine name, though. The yeah, Iris. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Bitch gonna get her money. Pay up, daddy. Pay up, daddy. Come on, secure the bag. I'm gonna be waking my family up when I go in the door. We're ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. You got any last? Nah, I'm gonna stay here. (laughs) (laughs) How did it go when you talked to her today? It was fine. Yeah. I. That's the. Did she tell you how good the new sex is? Oh God. (laughs) She doesn't have a new boyfriend. That's a joke. It's just a joke. Oh. Shouldn't leave me for someone else. Yeah. Ah, but the mutual. That's a pretty good joke. It's a pretty good joke. That's a pretty good joke. I usually close with that. Yeah. Sean, are these your bongos? Those are Kyle's bongos. How much you want for them? I need them. They come on most of the beatnik bong trips. You wouldn't take you wouldn't take fifty bucks for them. Oh yeah. This is this is the mix we're talking about. No, they're not. You like playing bongos, huh? I, I actually really do. Yeah. I got the money on me. It's because they're worth more than 50 bucks. Those are nice bongos. Those are like the real deal. Yeah, they're actually, they're really heavy too. Yeah. They got like the metal base and the little rubber stands. You can just put them on the ground and they still sound good. I used to have a djembe. Yeah. And uh, I sold that for like 20 bucks. I think I paid 60 for it. These are really nice bongos. I don't know how some people buy things and then sell them for more than they bought them. I always sell things. That's for just called capitalism. <laughs> I don't understand how people pull it off. I can't uh, I've sold things for more than I bought them for. Have you done that? Yeah. Mostly stocks. But... That's capitalism. Come on, dude. I'll give you I'll give you $60 for these bongos. Right now. Okay. 
Are we gonna do this uh, just a regular thing? Were you skimpy with the vodka? Because of the vodka? Like it's I don't know, it's cheap vodka. <laughs> Not that expensive. No, it was ten ninety nine for a handle, so. Do you want me to yeah. release it on your money? This is, this is the mix we're talking about? Yeah, I gotta cue up this speaker. Podcast rolling yeah. at this moment. <laughs> Librarians, no. Wait, do you have triple recordings going right now? No, I just took my phone out of my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> just to see. Context just where to, just after to, hours just in to the feel library. Like you were participating and the phone's out of the pockets? Just to feel that the phone was not pressing into my hip as I was sitting. Uh, you just need different tracksuit pants. Yeah, I'm definitely kind of short on my tracksuit pants. You want to sip my piss bottle fucking cranberry vodka? Maybe later. Really? Yeah. You've eaten human flesh, and this is... We're in the sci-fi mystery. You're never going to live that down. <laughs> I'm more worried about the vodka. After hours, <laughs> I've got Mudflap and DJ Mini. <laughs> I do not go by yeah. Mudflap. My name is Nathaniel Ryan Houston of Santa Cruz, California. Here we go. Rolling in. Rolling we have in. a fearless public. Oh, I outed myself on the internet. Oh, you did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what does that mean? <laughs> what the hell? How, you outed yourself on the No, I outed myself. Outed yourself? Yeah, someone was uh, questioning my legitimacy on something uh, while I was under my pseudonym. And so I just said, like, look, my name is Nathaniel Ryan Houston. I'm from Santa Cruz, California. Mm-hmm. I'm 5006. You became a real person. Uh, pretty much, yeah. But basically, yeah, like, my, 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 my pseudonym is burned at this point. Yeah. Because I don't give a fuck. Was that on Reddit or? Everything. It's on It's on everything. It's the same. It's not bastard, by the way, if anyone's wondering. Uh, yeah, it's all the same thing. So did you go through, like, a change? Did it change your internet persona to suddenly become? No, not at all. I've always been myself. I, I, I just always hid behind the persona because I didn't want anyone to be able to Google my name and, like, find out all the horrible racist and horrible, like, other shit that I've said. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I just I decided after a, a time. Do you have and, any criminal know. charges online? Huh? Do you have any criminal charges online? None. None. No. You're lucky. No, I'm not lucky. I just don't get caught. You <laughs> fucking retard. That's lucky, right there. <laughs> Do you feel more free? Do you more feel more free than when you were anonymous? A little bit, yeah. I love that. I'm like, ooh, look at you, like, typing things on the internet with your own name. <laughs> It feels like oh, no. It's just I would never want to work for an employer that would Google me and then find shit that I said and be like, "We can't hire you." It's like I, you. I was I, wondering I, this is what kind the of next. Why I bring up the felony charges because like it's pretty hard to get hired when you have those online. <laughs> I imagine it is. You know what's easier is uh, don't get them in the first place. Fucking idiot. You're like the next uh, punk rock. I was wondering what the next punk rock would be. The and it's somebody that's completely public. You yeah. are public with everything you do in all of like your discretions and 
and kind of insults and your growth of character of where you've been and who you are and yeah. what you want to do and how you offend people and how you love people. And I've, I've said the N-word online, man. Like, I've said it. I've straight up said it. And you can find it. And I don't care. And I'm, I'm done caring about uh, what anyone can look up about anybody. Do you feel that there's enough of you out there that it represents your, like, goodness of your heart? Do you think that enough people would know you the way that I know you that it's just like, hey, this guy Nat's a good guy? I mean, I have more than a quarter million of uh, Reddit comment karma. So more than a quarter million people have upvoted things that I've said. Wow. That's pretty good. Is that good? That's a... I'm in the Reddit top 1%, baby. Are you in the top 1% of Reddit? I'm in the top 1%. There's a special subreddit just for us. You have a special VIP room where your comments go on top of comments? I'm top 1%, baby. (laughs) We're Uh, hanging with the 1%. Yeah, dude. You're total 1%er. I'm the guy that Bernie Sanders was warning you guys about. (laughs) (laughs) Because he's racist. You're racist. I'm not racist. Well, okay, I am racist, but I'm not racist in like a hateful way. I just think that, you know... I think black people have big dicks. I think Asians have short dicks. I think Asians are bad at driving. And I think that Asians are good at math. I don't know what to tell you. I think overwhelmingly that's probably a cultural thing. And, uh, but, Like, statistically speaking. Yeah, yeah. If you just go by the numbers. It's obviously not true for... Right, but it's also not important to my life at all. It's it's as important as knowing, like, all the characters on Sesame Street. Like, it doesn't really matter... Knowing all of the Pokemon is, like, the most important thing in my son's life. How old are you? Are you my age? I are think you, so. Are you 37? I'm 38. Okay. I just turned 38. Well, you know, how old's your son? <laughs> He's six. Okay. <laughs> it's not exactly the same thing. Yeah. I'm just saying that... Well, it's, it's, it's mathematically, it's very differently. <laughs> so... <laughs> No, if if Sesame Street. No, no. If knowing all the Pokemon is the most important thing in his life, that's not bad. It'll get good at categorization. I mean, there's grass types, there's fire types, there's water types. I cannot believe like how many of them he has memorized from. uh, He probably has only seen some of these Pokemon like one time in an episode like a long time ago, and Uh he'll still know his name when he randomly like gets a sticker of. Can, can we all, as adults, talk about how much we fucking hate Pokemon? No, because Pokemon's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not. I think it's pretty cool. Why is it cool? Comparatively to other things that my six-year-old could be into, I'm glad that he's into Pokemon versus other things. But I'm totally... What are the other things that you wouldn't want him to be into? Um... That's a good question. I mean, there's a lot of... Well, are you a fucking politician? That's a good question. (laughs) It's because I don't know that much about all of the different media and things. Then why is Pokemon superior to the things that you don't know about? Because it is kind of a... Hey, welcome to being challenged on everything you say. (laughs) (laughs) You wait until I start speaking my bullshit, then you can challenge me. (laughs) All right, let's go, man. Like, like, what, what would you be upset if your son was into it? Like, well, that's what I, that's my point is that I don't know because presently he's not super into anything that I would be all that upset about. But I, there's probably some weirder then what, shows out there. But you don't know what they are. I don't necessarily know what they are. But I'm thankful that what he is into kind of has to do with like a love of the animal world and all of these different creatures that are very different from each other and okay. they have different characteristics, but they're all unique. And it's about developing your relationship with these animals and right. like. 
You know. All right. Well, let's say let's say I mean he's only six, so this is kind of above his fucking pay grade. But uh, what if your son was into um, Magic: The Gathering? I like Magic. Well, everyone likes Magic: The Gathering. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but what if he only played like black decks? I don't know enough about Magic: The Gathering. To I mean, that's all like the necromancy, and then and, and, and I'll say that within the realm of Pokemon. He likes Mimikyu and a lot of the like kind of weird. What like, the fuck character. is a Mimikyu? Mimikyu is this Pokemon who looks like Pikachu, but he's only dressing up as Pikachu. Like he wears kind of this weird ragged Pikachu. So he's cosplaying suit. as Pikachu. He's kind of cosplaying as Pikachu, but he's kind of creepy looking version of it. Like it's almost a necro. Oh, like every cosplayer kind of thing. Uh, cosplayers are usually trying to look kind of cutesy, not like ragged. Well, I mean, Mimikyu the girls are fine, ragged. but the dudes are. <laughs> It's like, yeah, I've seen The Mandalorian. It's fine. I don't need to see you again. <laughs> but that's true. When is there a good cosplay, dude? Uh, by dudes, it's always it's always when like they dress up as like an ATAT and you can't see their face. It's like porn. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, it, the best cosplay dudes are the ones where you can't see their faces. I just think it's a guy with a good body. Like if there's a ripped dude and you put him into something. Well, that's how I know you're gay without you telling me that you're gay. But yeah, uh, no, I would say that's the just, best. That's just the way I male cosplay. No, the best male cosplay is when you can't see their face, and that's what the best porn male porn stars are is when they never show the face. I don't want to see the dude's face. My favorite thing about porn is the face. The dude's face? Yeah, but you also watch porn without men in it. Well, who doesn't? I. I don't, I Thanks for sticking up. <laughs> I'm you not got my go back. Further into that. No. I would say that. <laughs> we, we're, cross, we're crossing streams of podcasts right what now. Are, what are, what are we're we? on a nut bastard podcast. Is this dude? getting posted somewhere else? We're on a nut bastard podcast. Do you have a podcast, nut bastard. I, yeah, we're your first episode. <laughs> no. Yeah, this is <laughs> it. My thirty eighth episode. Are you revamping what you got? Really? You, you're posting. I still own nutbastard.com. Yeah, we're with an, an OG podcaster. This is the guy that taught me about Rogan back in the day. This uh-huh. is the guy that literally taught, wait, me, wait, wait, you're taught me about podcasts. This you're, is the guy changing who the subject. started I'm your wanna... whole flow into podcasting. I had no idea that people just talk and talk and talk and swear and talk about drug trips and just kind of bullshit with each other. And it's like you're hanging out with a group of friends. All right, let's go back to gay porn. We don't have to go away from it. Oh, no, 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 no. You <laughs> said you're on the edge of your seat. <laughs> let's go. You said that the face... Shot is the best part of porn, and if it's the girl's face, then I agree. So not the best part. The best part is when they come in the girl. (laughs) No, it's not. Really? Yeah, dude. Well, it's like a what? Really? Why are they wasting their seed? They're they're sinning in the Bible. Well, I've seen. I've seen. I've actually seen a porn of that where a guy like sinned inside of the Bible. And since we're in a library, book rape. no, 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 but you're talking about cream pies. I guess so, yeah. Okay, so you like the cream pie? I like the cream pie. I watched a variety of porn, and I like the cream pie as well, but it depends. Um, I watched a variety of porn, and it's it's just like a fucking, it's a straight close-up shot of the girl's face while she masturbates. You don't see anything else. Yeah. But it's genuine. She's like, when she orgasms, it's a genuine orgasm. Mm-hmm. And she's like breathing hard and like, uh, 
and doing all that shit. And but it's just her face. Mm-hmm. And there was a whole series of these. It was called. Um, That's somebody's project. But God damn! Project. What the fuck was? It, I'm sure there's multiple of them. No, no, no. It was it was a specific wife. It, it was uh, beautiful anguish, is what it was called. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Beautiful I'm anguish. I'm hip to that. Great yeah. name for that. Super and super all it was was chicks masturbating, but with the camera, them on a bed, laid back, and they masturbated, and it was just their face. And that to me was like the hottest thing. I don't need to see like a dick going into anything. I don't need to see that. Even when I'm fucking, I don't look at my dick. I'm ashamed to say that the thing that turns me on about porn the most is the storyline. <laughs> Shut the, up, Joe! I don't believe that, it's dude. The fantasy, That's it's like, important. It's the characters that are being played between these two people, where they're coming from, what their background is, how they met, what's going on there. It's the yes. like, the opening scene where they're kind of like arising the sexual. They're apprehensive about it. Mm-hmm. That's what turns me on the most. Yeah, yeah, Because, like, uh, a lot of porn is just, like, it's just two people just come into a room and then they start fucking. And I was like, well, that never happens. Like, it's unrelatable. It, it, but, it, but, in the same way you're saying that, like, the dick ramming into the vagina is like, okay, yeah, that's going to activate some stuff within my psyche and, like, move some metabolic things around. But it's not the part that's the greatest turn on. Well, especially when the camera is behind the dude's ball sack. <laughs> Whoever came up with that can go die in hell. <laughs> the undercarriage shot they is fucking ridiculous. Everybody's thinking about people filming most porn professionals with GoPros. No, not to show that shot. GoPro filming. No, I agree with you. Uh, what do I call you on this podcast to preserve your identity? I don't, I don't care. All right, Sean. Uh, Sean, I agree with you because um, my favorite porn is it always has a backstory. Yeah, and, and um, it's it, it it actually usually has a power struggle. Uh, where, where, like, the girl did something wrong, and now she has to pay for it. Really? Yeah. I will say that the, like, the second, the se- second it's tier good to know to the storyline. Yeah, no, I'm not going to be dishonest about anything. Go ahead. <laughs> I, don't mean to, I don't mean to cut you off. The, no, go ahead. The, okay. <laughs> you shut up. You go ahead. We're on a nut basket podcast. <laughs> I want to hear this. No, no, go ahead. Go well, ahead. I was going to say the second tier to the storyline for me is the sound of the girl's voice. What she's saying and the way she works her little tonality throughout the whole process. Be more probably, specific. Uh, I mean, it's it's what she says, so there's like... What's the situation you prefer the most? Since you uh, agree that you prefer a backstory. And don't be ashamed... I don't, I don't feel comfortable getting into that. What are you, some sort of a fucking faggot, dude? <laughs> like... <laughs> It's not. He's nuts are on the table. Do you like? He's not do you, getting, he's wait, 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 wait. Do, do you like? Do you like the the shoplifter stuff? Do you like the um, babysitter? What do you like? I'm not getting into this. Well, do, go something. Cl- Why do you like when they come inside? And how can you even tell that that's happening? Well, because uh, I like taboo things, and for me, that's kind of the most taboo thing. Because drink this. I'm gonna get it out like, of you, dude. <laughs> You're supposed to, you know, like, not get the girl pregnant. You're supposed to pull out. You're not supposed to just come inside. Oh, you like it when they hate it. In my own experience, I'm usually not allowed to come inside. And I, like, kind of want to because it's just, like, Well, it feels way better than just jerking off on a girl's belly. Right? So, 
that's why. It's because it's like... Okay, so you, you like cream pies, you like uh, coming inside, especially when the girl doesn't want that to happen. Not necessarily. No, I like it more when it's the girl who's like, you know, wait, keep going. No, don't pull out. And he's like, what? What are you talking about? Oh, you like the reversal of roles. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like the reversal of roles. I'm usually more, I don't know, you know, whether it's like the guy advancing on the girl or the girl advancing on the guy. I can go either way on that, but I think it's, I think it's more hot when the girl's advancing on the guy. Okay. Most of the time. Because there's like a, there's like a whole... You're breathing smoke in the room. I inhaled. <laughs> to, to keep that at bay. Uh, there's I a whole this, like uh, holding it in for a long time in the context whole, of a podcast. Shut up! There's a whole fucking con- uh, um, not not even just the subreddit, but there's a whole um, category of porn called cum haters, which is where like a dude comes either in uh, a girl's face or her mouth, and like she she acts like she doesn't like it. Oh, is that where you go horrible. to your, get your porn? Is Reddit? No, I get it off of uh, xnxx.com. It's the best fucking porn site there is. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, do that note again. Alright. I think like with the faces... I'm really concerned though because you won't tell us what... I feel like with the faces, what you're connecting to is the actual person. Yes. Like, you are seeing them, and they're traveling through the screen, through the pixels and the light, and they're, like, really coming into you. It's super Well, intimate. and they're really, it's intimate, and they're really having an orgasm, which is, like, super hot. I don't know how else to say it. And it's as close as it can get to your face. Like, it's just right there on you. I mean, I got a 40-inch fucking tv dude like her face is like bigger than a face should ever be wow so you're having giants come on you yes yeah well i i and disembodied I am, well i'm imagining just myself heads. coming inside of a giant yeah just heads just except for it's always the smallest woman possible <laughs> blown up to a giant screen yeah reversal that's scale. the irony so you're on this trip where you're you're not anonymous on the internet anymore, where you may have been because you didn't want to do devious things. I thought it was going to hurt my career. You. you thought it would hurt your career. Yeah, I think now it's going to help because I'm a stand-up comedian now. So You've entered into this place where you are not telling any lies. Like, you don't have anything that you're hiding in the form of a lie. Like, a lot of people And I'm doing it with my identity behind it, yeah. A lot of people have it inside themselves, and they have shame. A lot of people are racist in their own head, though they might not call it. A lot of people are, like, are just not going to put it all out there. Yeah. And that will build up something that will hold tight within them. It'll cause... It's a ...unhealthness. Yeah, it'll cause bindings. And you have become the, the new punk rock, which is completely open, non-private. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. The new punk rock is I don't give a fuck. You know, a lot of people that say that they don't give a fuck do give all of the fucks. Yeah, and, um, yeah. So I don't like to say that I don't give a fuck. Would, but Do you consider yourself a good person? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Hmm. And hope- what are the terms of your good personness? Um, if I can do something that's kind, I always do. Um, 
I try not to disturb other people. But sometimes you do things that are mean. Well, I say things that are mean. So then you're not doing what is kind. No, I, I think that there's value in that. And I think that even if that value is unrecognized, it's still valuable. So it's, there's kind of like a, a two-sided coin. You're handing the whole coin to somebody, whether they see the tail side or the head side. Well, didn't I call you a faggot like fucking 20 minutes ago? I'm noticing that you, a lot of your energy is challenging. You said very specifically, how does it feel to be challenged on everything you say? Yeah. So maybe this is... A, I don't. I don't see that as harmful. I don't. I don't see any speech as harmful. Not even hate speech. The word hate speech. The word hate speech. The word. It depends word. on the way that you're using it, right? Well, yeah. I if mean, you're just specifically trying to hurt somebody and make them upset and angry and feel bad about themselves or feel shame. Yeah, that, but the intent is there, and you could do that without using those words in the first place. Oh, totally. But that, it's like it's not about the specific words you use. It's about the intention that you have. Absolutely. With your communication. Yeah. Oh, I agree. Do you have you heard of nonviolent communication? You know <laughs> about right, NBC? Right. <laughs> oh, <laughs> this guy. No, but I'm gonna have to take NBC. a fucking drink before you tell me about this fucking <laughs> queer shit that you're about to tell me. <laughs> nonviolent you communication I don't is know. what. Hig was all hyped up on over your manic phase over the winter. Was I into it at that time? You were screaming at me. Nonviolent communication, bro! Why don't you do some nonviolent communication? It's pretty probably, fucking violent. I probably had the same mentality that that nut bastard has. It was very similar. I think that's why you're picking up on it. What he's saying, he was asking if you were a good person, and what he meant is, in, I think, is in terms of, is your goodness reached to a point that you're not going to challenge and be confrontational and try to, like, push somebody around? And I'm, that's I'm what... Wait, 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 point of order. He didn't ask me if I was a good person. He asked me if I thought I was a good person. Yes. Would, you, would the There's answer be any different for you? Would it be any different if I asked you, are you a good I person? I think I'm a good person. I don't you know would that. If I asked you... Are you a good person? You would respond, I think I'm a good person. Yes, I don't know for a fact. Right. I like to think I'm a good person. I like to think that I don't hurt anybody. I was... And that I help anybody. The reason I was asking that is because you were observing this balls-to-the-walls openness and rawness and honesty in all forums. And I would think that a precursor to that would be this self-identity with generally being good. If oh, that you would need to be good in order to open it up because if you're going balls to the walls and you're not good, then you're just... Then you're dangerous. A, then you're putting a, yeah. yourself in dangerous situations. And you're being dangerous to other people. Well, maybe that, but more specifically, you'd want to protect yourself because you have some bad shit inside of you that you don't want other people to know about. Otherwise, your career is going to get fucked up. But that's the whole point is everybody has those things inside of them. He's just not hiding it anymore. And by doing that, I'm sitting right here. You can talk to me. He's shining the light through it. And he's purging himself of all of his taboos, of all of his, like, constructs that are not healthy. I'm noticing part of this, though, is the identity with a new career in which your persona. Oh, I used to care about that, yeah. Is important. Oh uh, no, sorry. Maybe anymore. it would be different if you were still thinking that you were like applying to corporations or something. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you got to pick your battles. Explain. Well, if, if I want to express my views on the internet uh, freely, I would rather do that uh, anonymously. But if I thought that I was going to have a career, then. It would be necessary to 
insulate my actual identity from the identity that I use on the internet so that controversial things that I have said would not come back to bite me in the ass. That would be advantageous. I don't know if it would be necessarily like uh, the most morally... I love that people think the internet is real. That people still think that like words and screens really, and it, anything that happens in that form is You don't real. participate in it, so you don't have a... How can it, you say it is not real? It's as real as all the books. It's as real as all the books in the mystery section. Yeah, it's but like I can't. Can I can't whip out my it. phone and Google that book, like, and, and see what the author said about. Uh, I mean, I get it that like it's connects to real people, but it's still on a screen. Okay, it's like still just like yeah, that's words on a screen. That's okay. somebody's picture on a screen. Like it's not real. Not okay. Real, real. What what is what is real? What is real is being in Peru on a mountaintop, like a friend Ian told me about, where he's hanging out with like a hundred and two year old woman that's climbing the top of the mountain, and she's showing him where all the vortex centers are, and he's been with her for like seven to eight days, watching her hike and set up rituals at like these power conduits in nature, and he finally gets a moment with like her to ask what her secret is, and she said. Well, about 38, 37, I just stopped lying. And I've been living in the truth since then. And that okay. has given me this, like, clean power that has moved through okay, but, me, but, carried me pure all the way. It almost sounded like a Windows machine was starting up. Uh, but, but how is that uh, mutually exclusive from the Internet? Because what's on the Internet is also real. That's my assertion. I feel that. I feel that. But that's why I'm like, no. real as this clip? No, you said it wasn't real, so now fucking refute it. Or or just say that you didn't have an argument. Well, that the, we're sitting in a library full of books <clears throat> that the books aren't real. Yeah, there, there's got to be at least like two megabytes worth of books here. <laughs> Is that a lot or a little? <laughs> Is that a lot or a little? It's a little. It's a very small amount. It's still more than you could ever read. No, I could read all these books. You could not read all these books. Yeah, I could. You think so? Yeah, if I put my fucking mind to it, but why would I? Unless no, you it looks couldn't. like fucking feminist bullshit. No, it's it, you're in the <laughs> sci-fi western mystery room. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, that's my favorite it's genre. Mary Higgins Clark is present, pre prominently displayed behind. Oh, could we talk about writing books? Because um, <clears throat> I think writing books, I think it's kind of like a life hack. Yeah, let's get in. No, I think that. Um, I don't think it's that hard to write a fucking book. <laughs> I think the hard part is getting it published. But uh, uh, specifically, what I want to talk about is children's books. And I've I've thought for years about how easy it would be to like commission illustrations for a children's book. Have you have you looked at a children's book? There's usually, like, two sentences per page. And there's, like, 30 pages. Right, you gotta come in here stronger than that if you're gonna life hack all books inside the library. No, I'm talking about children's books. There's, they're usually about 30 pages long. I was long. gonna say 30 pages is a long children's book. That's a long children's book. The and there's, like, you two... gotta consider is the books that get read by a lot of people are in the minority yeah they have something 
that you can't just do with your first book. I mean, maybe you could, essence. but it's there's it's a, like a so for a, a real wisdom idea. A really good children's author has to boil that down into fewer words than somebody who's writing. Well, the good news is author. I'm a fucking stand-up comedian, so boiling things down into few words is not difficult for me. Mm-hmm. Passing well, on a little bit of fucking wisdom to these children. <laughs> he'd be a great, you'd be a great children's author, man. You know, London Laidlaw. <laughs> Kick it out, London Laidlaw has aspirations to make children's books. Kick it out. Well, he's still a child, so yeah. <laughs> you guys should have. You guys have dueling books, man. All right, what were you talking about before? It was you talking about life hacking. Yeah, you life hacking all wrote, authors. You mean to make money? Like it's easy to make money with books? Or what are you saying? Yeah, no, it's easy to make money with books. The hard part is getting it published. But then there's also the internet. Again, you have your two megabytes of fucking books in here. It's super it's basically easy. just it's a fire hazard. It's easy to self-publish, but it's not easy to make money with a book, I don't think. I want to see you write a book, though. I'm curious. I'd like to read your book, man. Are you going to do like some sci-fi necromancer type? Are, are you hitting on the children's book first because it's just lower, less work per publication? Yes, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> Why the fuck would I want to do more work? I'm checking my NVC self right now. <laughs> your what self? <laughs> Nonviolent communication. NVC. It's like those uh, internet art pieces. What is? NVC. No, you're thinking of... Um, oh, like a meme? Oh, uh, NFT? NFTs, yeah. yeah. Unfungible tokens. Yeah. Have you uh, made any NFTs? No, I don't... That's going to be an easy way to make money. Why do you... Why, wait, so you're a comedian? Yes. You're a comedian? I identify as a comedian. When did that happen? When I started doing stand-up comedy. That was like, the, so that was the moment? It just happened? Well, I did it in Portland the one time. Were you there? I, I remember when you cleared a, a house party we had. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. About? I forgot about that. I grabbed the mic and did my set. Yeah, that set, I, I don't even remember that set. Although I do want to bring some of those jokes back. We were playing but punk I, rock shows in the house, and we had a bunch of punk rock gals. No, and dude. bastard grabs the mic and chases everybody out of the house with his obnoxiously, <laughs> but funny jokes. Yeah. I laughed the whole time, but they were... So not the last there. show, but the show before that, I uh, did a uh, Santa Cruz Mountain Brew. Um, I got invited to go open in San Francisco for three different comics. Fuck yeah, that's what I've been saying. I want to go on that journey. I'm your wingman on that journey. All right, well, well, when I can afford it, I'll bring you with me. What, afford what, the gas? No, like plane tickets and shit. To San Francisco? No, to everywhere else. Oh, you got like a touring gig. Um, maybe. That's cool. I mean, I got... I gotta build it up. Let me, let me follow this. So there's some comics who invited you to be their opener? Yes. And they go on tours? Yes. I see. So that's a, that's a real thing that's <clears throat> happened. And I've been on stage 11 are, you, times are they now. Gonna, are they going to pay you? Yeah, absolutely. But not like free plane tickets? 
No, for plane tickets. Wait, then what's holding you back? Oh, I'm lazy, man. I gotta write some more. You're material. not a comedian. You're not a comedian. Fuck you, dude. I'm calling I get up, it out right here. If I get up on stage and make people laugh, I'm a fucking comedian. Nonviolent communication. NBC. Kinda. Also, where does that come from? The nonviolent communication. What the fuck is that? What is this fucking <laughs> jerk off, lefty, weak shit that you're talking about? Where did I first hear about that? Uh, probably some. No, I got some book somewhere. I think I was in Minnesota at the time. I don't know where it originated from. What is nonviolent communication? This sounds like just like some weak shit. You're asserting your your feelings. You go through and say how you feel, and that's how you relate to the world. I'm you saying how I fucking feel. You're, you're doing it. So I'm doing nonviolent communication. How the fuck can communication be violent? That's what this brings to light, is the notion that there is communication that can be determined as violent if the intention of the communication is to hurt somebody. And if you start paying attention and to your own communication, subtle. you realize how frequently one is doing this without even trying to do it. We're constantly like putting people down, trying to control people, trying to shame people or make shove people into little boxes and things. Maybe you never do this. Bro, you're a fucking faggot. A lot of it is just giving your opinion though, too. No, you're talking it's about like you're talking really about like microaggressions. It is it is like a micro it's like the OG microaggression. Yeah, you know what you know what you know what is uh worse uh than a microaggression? Actual fucking aggression. Well maybe it is, but that doesn't mean that a microaggression isn't real or is non existent. And when we're getting to a world where we all want to feel good and comfortable and safe all the time, if it you oh, know, that's a fucking for me, dream. I think back onto my own childhood, and a lot of the communicating, which is just done verbally from my parents to me, mm-hmm. fucked me up because they're trying to control me and do all these different things and put me down and make me a certain. All right, way now you're out of that. But it still affected me in sure. a way that could be considered violent within the realm of the mind. It's not physical violence. It's violent communication. <laughs> Note to the listener, that bastard makes yeah, it. Yeah, a lot of air jerking off. A lot of sneering and air jerking off. I wonder if this is nonviolent communication. Yeah. The, the jerk off in the air. It's not violent. It's because you're kind of doing it yourself and it's off to the side. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like... I didn't do it in your face. <laughs> the uh oh i don't want it to come in my face sub thing you find oh come on what <laughs> side dude yeah, like, it's interesting that the person i'm trying to be violent violent, about it. <laughs> violently opposed to the nonviolent communication <laughs> kind of likes the pornography in which people are being maybe a bit abused well i like, uh, the, uh, I like uh, the pornography in which people are being abused is or, that, or it appears is that, that a microaggression? No. When you come in a girl's face and she doesn't want it? <laughs> I don't think so. I think that's just something that people do. I would say that's bigger than a microaggression. Yeah, but she gets paid thousands of dollars. The dude only gets like uh, yeah, but it's, I mean, But I mean, conceptually, this is like, you know... Well, a, now a you're twisting it, not Now you're twisting it. Um, no, uh, what's, what's nonviolent communication... That's the thing? That's the thing. So, 
So what's what is violent communication? I really want to understand this because it sounds ridiculous. And you're, uh, I'll tell you right now, you're not going to change my mind because it sounds. I wish I, I don't have the book. I wish yeah, I dude, we're, we're not. A lot of why the examples. fuck would you need a book for something that's true? For the same reason. Oh, that's a really interesting point. Well, just why the, would you need a book for something that's true? It's because it's a manual for things you don't know that you're doing. It's because I want to give you a concrete example that's really clear. And then I don't go ahead and do that. We'll wait all fucking night. Lined up in my mind. But it's like... Um, I mean, I could. I'm trying to come it's up with like a subtle. As, and it's really subtle. It and can be really like, obvious if you you know someone's just angry and they're just being a jerk and insulting you. But I'm trying to come up with one that's more of like a real. No, but do that example first, and then we can go down to like the more micro level. You're so, being a dick. You need to stop. Or hey, I feel that this conversation isn't going in the direction that I would like. Okay. So there's one thing when somebody is like. Uh, this is you're doing this and then the nonviolent is you don't say anybody is doing anything you always say from your point of view I feel that's why it's kind of lame because if you're really trying to express something then you just end up layering on top of layering on top of saying like oh I feel this way and I feel this way but that's it that's that's not violent you fucking facts you fucking feelings you're summing it up I would say I mean in a, you're doing a really great job of summing it up but it's also like encapsulating it a bit further than what it is but yeah it's uh i think what really happens is that we get kind of aggressive feelings about people we get upset about people and then we have to be careful with how we choose to communicate with them yeah because most of the time the way we do that is by kind of attacking them with our words yeah thank you that's violent communication. You're a fucking faggot. I just got you to agree with me. <laughs> <laughs> and so the but, difference, to but, me, the difference is, I think what Kyle's saying is great, because you can kind of like, you can twist it by just rephrasing it as like, oh, I feel this way, but, right. it, but what you're secretly saying is, you fucking piss me off. But the different, I think there's a deeper layer to nonviolent communication, which is when we change our inner feeling about the situation so it's free of aggression within the actual intention of whatever's being said. Uh, that's wow. a lot of words. That's hardcore. However, to open yourself so you're free of aggression would be amazing. However, you have to understand that when I call you a faggot, you know that I'm doing satire. I'm. I, I don't know. You know that I, I don't mean it, like, genuinely. I don't know why you're saying that. <laughs> I don't know either. Okay, so you should, you should then know the, the, the reason that... That's the most genuine shit. Now we're getting somewhere. The reason that you should know that it's satire is because I don't think of you as a homosexual, and I don't have any uh, hatred towards a homosexual when I call you a faggot. It's satire. It's satire against people that What's, would call you a faggot for what you just said. I don't know about that. 
You're playing See, some, no, like, no. You're I, doing some deep, some psyops, dude. That's like undercover agent type yeah. of thing. No, it's, you're like assuming you're the like, line is gonna. It's only it. like a two le- uh, depth level fucking joke. But you're you saying to me that you're taking on a role you're right. of it somebody. It is only two depth. It's only two depth. You're saying you're taking on a role of somebody that you would kind of make fun of or that you would disagree yes. with them. To release an emotional state, though, that's genuine. Oh, yeah, no, I still think he's a fucking queer, but... (laughs) (laughs) That's that's what I mean. I've been trying... But I don't think you want to have, like, homosexual sex with men. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying uh, that you're a faggot uh, in, in in the sense that... Bundle of sticks. Just, no, just, just shut up, faggot. Like, like, like. This is so convoluted, and it's so sensitive to everything. I'm pretty. That you sound sensitive. like a faggot. But I'm a pretty sensitive guy. My my six year old told me the other day, "You're so sensitive." And no one cares what your six year old said. Um, let me finish my thought. When I call you a faggot, I'm not trying to make you feel bad. I think you are. <laughs> yeah. I think you're trying to get a rise. I think you're curious to see what will happen if you keep kind of poking with this violent energy that you could raise my level to the point where I become as honest as you. All right, well, because let me deep ask down you a question. Me, there must be some anger that you could get to come out and that I would get more real and more real. Ah, you're, wow. you're way off base. Get as way honest as you. Shut up, Kyle. Get as honest uh, as you. Are you a faggot? I, again, I just keep picturing a bundle of sticks. No, no, no. This is a yes or no question. Don't be a politician. Are you a faggot? What does this word mean to you? What Shut does it up. Mean? What does it means mean whatever it means to him. I, I, it's a yes or no question. Are you a faggot? Don't let him walk you into this. Yeah, don't let him walk you into just this. Like, I don't no, that question. don't be a politician and don't be a politician. We're, we're not talking about anything nearly as... It's a yes or no <laughs> question. It's <laughs> not like an official... What is the point? Like, Are you is, a faggot? What is it okay. that you're doing? You'll find out after you ask me <laughs> the fucking question. I'll answer it if you answer it. Sure. I would say yes, because at this point, post-90s, we're all faggots. I think that we've all absorbed this word at all, this point. All that the faggotry, like, okay. Within uh, us all. It's something that we can I'll recognize answer it if in you everybody. Answer it, but, uh, but there's a point to this. But I can, can't can get to the, to the point. I think we not can. unless you answer the question. Why, does it matter how I answer it to get to the point? I don't think it does. That's a good. Yeah, point. Yeah, no, it does. Answer. It, it does matter. So now we're in the yes or no choose your own adventure point. Are the you only, a faggot? This is him reason, writing his book. He's writing his book as point? we speak. He's like, yeah, man, I can. I hack I the whole writing thing. This is my choose your own how adventure. How is this a hard question to answer? It's just more fun to avoid the question at this point. <laughs> that is actually more fun. Yeah, you're right. However. Uh, I do need a yes or no answer. Are you a faggot, Sean? This reminds me a lot of the game that I was playing with my six-year-old today, where we were doing tug Where you're asking your six-year-old if, if they no, were a faggot? we were doing tug-of-war <laughs> with a stick, but the yeah, point... We yeah. were playing monster, and so monster's trying to get the, you know, the little person. I'm the monster, he's the little person, and the monster's trying to get him. So yeah. I had a stick, so I'm like reaching the stick out to him, and he grab onto it, and then I'm trying to pull him closer to me with the stick. But of course, all he has to do is let go. I'm never going to get him. Inhale that stuff, dude. What are you doing? Don't get sloppy. So, Sean, are you a faggot? It's like it's it's a yes or no. Whether I answer the question, I'm interested more in how much you're going to. Then answer both ways, and we'll get through both of those responses. Yes or no? Yes and no. 
well, answer yes or no, and then I'll, I'll go through it if you answer yes, and then later we'll go through if you answer no. But if you answer no, then we'll go through the yes later. I don't care wh which I, order I, this goes in. Yes, I am a bundle of sticks. You're a faggot. What does that mean to you? It means that I am a bundle of sticks. You're deliberately avoiding... No, I'm answering it as honestly as I want to okay. at this stage in the game. <laughs> There's no game. I don't have any homosexual tendencies. Is that what you're asking me? I'm asking you Since if you're you a faggot. Since you won't clarify your question at all beyond no, the No, I'm asking you if you're using. a faggot, and I'm asking <laughs> you what, what that means to you. Well, when, well all right, let's... When you, the, the more you ask me the question, the more I think about my unity with the universe and how I'm one with everything and that there yeah. are bundles of sticks. Nobody cares about that. that. Yeah. I care way more about that than anything in this you're conversation. You're the only so person far. who cares about that. All right, so... Uh, let's say you're not a fan. I care about that. That was like the first point where I'm like, there's very, there's very few people who care about that. Those are the people who are on the spiritual path. <laughs> what is this fucking, like, holier-than-thou bullshit, the spiritual path? Fuck you, man. <laughs> Cheers to that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, so, so wait. Did musical I break. Musical break. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> get an answer enough so we can go down one of the paths of your point? No, I, it's just if if you're not a faggot Yes. what does that mean to you? Like, I'm trying to get to the root of what the word faggot means to you. I would say So you either this, are one or you're not in one. In this moment, it's faggot to me means of violent communication. It's a derogatory term. It's a term referring to a group of people, but specifically with kind of a connotation that's not very complimentary. To okay, have you ever had a homosexual experience? Have I ever had one at all? Ever? Yeah. Yes, I have. Uh, were, were you a willing? <laughs> I was. Wait, thinking, I was thinking about a willing a participant. <laughs> were you a willing participant in this? Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. I have too. Um, I'm wondering what the word faggot means to you. It means a bundle of sticks. Is that it? It means other things too, but it's, you get I your mean, point, I'm man. not going to get like all the definitions well, in the dictionary. he's blocking me from getting there. He's not. Your point is just not what his point is. So it was like, I still put don't, your shit Can you tell table. me his point? Because I still don't know it. I, I'm, yeah, I'm, what's my point? Your point is something along the lines of that the word means whatever you want it to mean. Like no. It's, it's like what you're emotionally bringing no, to the, the word. word means whatever it means uh, in context, uh, but it also means whatever it means to the person saying it. So, can you tell when us I, what When I call is? you a faggot... <laughs> tell us what your point is. <laughs> oh, my point is that, that, that words are not harmful and they're not violence. I disagree. Okay. When you say it, Why when you wait, ask wait, wait. me this question over and over and over again, and I don't think that that's the point you're driving to. It doesn't feel like it's. That to it's me. not the one that I was driving to originally, but it's the one that we've arrived at, and that's fine. Why don't you say the most violent word you can at me? Is this your first podcast back live? 
Yeah, it's been a couple of years. Why don't you say the most violent thing to me? No, for your opening Sean, episode. Sean, you don't need to mean it, but but like you're, imagine you are that, so jungly right now. Um, no, just <laughs> wait. What was that word? <laughs> no, do you're, you're like jungly. that? You're not like the Amazon you're jungly, bro. Cut it all down just to grow cows out there. Say the most fucking set it on fire. If if words can be violence, then I want to hear the most violent words that you can say to me. He just called you it, bro. I just called you fucking you're jungly. Jungly? Yeah, yeah bro. you're jungly, like the type of jungle that they burn down to mass grow cows. Okay, well that doesn't hurt my feelings and nor does my body hurt, so that doesn't really feel violent. This is the point you're driving driving at. Yeah. Fucking twenty minutes. Goddamn you suck at podcasting now. You need to get better. You need to You're get better. barely in this podcast. Fuck you. You need to get better. Like, no, say the worst. You need to get. You need to Kyle. air ejaculate out all your confrontational. Just like, oh, I'm a badass and I do whatever I want, and like get past that. So then you can get into like the fruiting, flowering parts of your character. Well, and the topics that become richer as you kind of massage them. Because you're just in the confrontational, just like, I can do what I want because I'm a free person and all your rules are stupid. Which is cool, but we're with you. Okay. A lot of those rules are stupid. But he's asserted that words can be violence. No, we both no, felt uncomfortable with you dropping the F word. I don't think necessarily that it's a word specifically. It's not word choice. It's not like a word is inherently violent. It's the mood, the intention with which a statement is made towards so, it. It's definitely it's all contextual about what we say. It's all about the feeling of it. If okay. You, if you're well, saying do you, do you feel with, hurt? I feel a little attacked. Okay, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> then come back at me, bro. <laughs> and this is what I'm saying. That I think the reason the real reason yes. you're doing it is because you want me to attack you back. It's intimacy. Well that's okay. It's a is way it? to engage with somebody. Is it not it's okay for intimate. me to provoke you? Because then you get the emotion back. It's intimate to receive frustration and anger from somebody else because then you're engaging with them. It's kind of like making out a big you screen like watching somebody come. It's like rile. they're just right in there with you. No, I, right? I, I, yeah, you're like sharing their vibe. Well, it's like when the big face on the screen is legit having an orgasm, they're moving through something that's very profound and real. Yeah, yeah. And if it wasn't just them masturbating, but it was a dude like, you know, eating them out or something, and they were having an orgasm from that, then there's another tier to it where we're affecting each other. Hurt my feelings what? right now, Sean. Hurt my feelings. Why do you want your feelings hurt? Because you can't do it, and I want you to try. I don't want to take on a character where I want to hurt somebody. Because I don't want to hurt you. I don't care whether I can hurt you this or not. This is role play. It's fine. <laughs> No, and the unwillingness of you to do that. This is like the BDSM. <laughs> no, the unwillingness of you to insult me is... Is that, is that hurting you? No, that's... <laughs> it, was I hurting you when I was avoiding your question? No, it very much characterizes the... Does it hurt you if I raise my voice? Nope. I'm done talking to you. We're doing a fucking podcast. Sorry, sorry. Right. Don't be done talking to me. 
We're role playing, right? Oh. Okay. See how good I did? I w- I'd be like mildly annoyed if you refused <laughs> to talk, but. No, I want you to hurt my feelings. You can ask me anything about my life. Because uh, you want that connection and intimacy and like. No, I want you so to be able to say anything whether you believe it or not. Why would I want to say things I don't believe? Because speech is important. It's true speech is important. Honest speech is important. Role play speech is maybe fun. If both people want to play the parts that they're playing. But I don't right. want to play the part of an angry person. But you're person. saying that some speech is violent. I don't want to play the part of an angry person. Okay, well, I, I think what you're really saying is you're, you're um, not confident in your ability to uh, participate in what you call violent speech. It's like... And it's not that you don't want to. It's, it's not like I want to jump into the ring with you. No, it's just, if you think some speech is violence, you could... I appreciate your intellect. I think you're a very intelligent person. I think you're very smart. You are capable of participating in violent speech against me, and I'm giving you permission to do so, and you're refusing. And that's my problem right now. Let me tell you a story from my day in which I Ah, was... You're changing the fucking subject. I'm not changing it. I'm trying to communicate what violent communication is. Sure. Just today, my wife came over to me and was bitching because I left some hair in the bathtub after my shower. Yep. I was a little offended by this. This is maybe that was childish of me. Nevertheless, I was a bit offended. So I came over and I did a bit of cleaning. And I, I forgot, like, the biggest fucking hunk of hair that I actually, like, collect a hunk of hair and I put it somewhere because I'm going to, like, take that out when I'm done. Yeah. But I had forgotten that part. So I went in after she talked to me. I cleaned up just the stuff that was at the bottom, which was just a couple little hairs, left the big hunk there and walked away. She came back to me again and was like, you left, there's still a big hunk of hair in here. So I came back in and... I started to, and, and, I, and I took that hair out, and then she started to, like, wanting to teach me and show me how she cleans the tub after she's done. She's like, let me show you what I do. And I just kind of ignored her and walked away and didn't listen at all. That was a passive-aggressive type of communication. I didn't actually say anything to her. I just kind of didn't listen to what she was saying. Okay. It's a cool story, bro. And I what look the fuck at, is aggressive speech? I look in my heart, and it was because I was being violent to her in that moment. I was being rude. What I kind of wanted her to feel hurt and unheard. Do you understand what violence is? It's when you want to hurt somebody. No, it's when you hurt somebody. Well, it's when you do something that could cause hurt in person. Okay, can you do that? <laughs> I already know that. <laughs> Why do you want to be hurt? Oh, I like it. It's very enjoyable. I'm not going to be successful in trying to, like, knock you off your pedestal. Yeah, I know. That's the fucking point that I'm making. Why do you want to be on a pedestal that can't be knocked over? Oh, I don't want to be on it. You're the one that put me on it. You no, know, you got right up on that pedestal as soon as you walked in the podcast. <laughs> uh, that's no, what I'm saying. <laughs> my point is, you want to like prove yourself from it. No, my point it's is, it's also you, a dominance thing. It's no, like, you, you you are want, dominating. It's like you you're want dominating yeah. the scene, bro. Who do you talk then? I don't give a <laughs> fuck. <laughs> no, you can't hurt my feelings, Sean.
I think I am. Anything you say, I think about I'm winning. I, I think we just got there. I think we just found you out. No, because I think we found you out. Anything that you say about me is either true and I already know it, or it's not true and it doesn't fucking matter. You don't know all of yourself. Well, then I want you to tell me something I don't know about myself. I just did. Well, then I'm a jerk. You don't know all of yourself. I already get off your high horse. I'm not on a high horse. I'm a piece of shit. You appear to be on some horse that is kind of high. And why did you just call yourself a piece of shit? Because yeah, I am. You're a beautiful person. You're a good, a good. Well, I'm both of those things. You think not you're not mutually good, exclusive. How do you think you're a good person, but you also think you're a piece of shit? Well, I hurt people on the regular, and I'm also a good person. It's all coming out. <laughs> you hurt people on the regular. Do you engage in non-violent communication, or do you engage in violent communication when you're hurting those people? All right. Violent communication. Violent communication. What Jeez. do you mean when you say you hurt people? Oh, I'm rude and um, I'm. That's rude, bro. I'm disrespectful, <laughs> and uh, I've made a lot of mistakes. Um. Uh, towards people that I love that had nothing to do with it, and that was all me. And I, I'm fine with that. This whole thing just took a turn that's so satisfying. Wow. But, but violent speech, violent like, speech, I still don't understand no, no, no. it. When you just said it yourself, you just defined it. You hurt people with your rude behavior. You're not punching them in the face. Oh, I hurt their feelings. Yeah. Yes. That's yes. violent communication. I think violent is way too strong of a word. I don't think it is. <laughs> it's about the intention of, or the actuality of hurting somebody you can hurt that's the whole fucking mind-blowing thing about it yeah but then anytime uh someone hurts me then that's violence too yeah no it's not sometimes that's just what the other person needs well it depends because sometimes we will receive some kind of hurt when the intention of the other person wasn't at all to hurt you because we're ego okay so intention matters right it, it, it there's gonna be times when somebody does have the intention to does hurt intention. you and you receive hurt and it was okay. violent. Well, I, I, all right, I will agree that that if it's done intentionally, I would yeah. I, I would agree that the word violence may apply, but if it's not intentional, is that still violent? If it's not intentional, does it, it would be still... like if I turned around and accidentally slapped you in the face. That's not violent. I can't quite figure out how that metaphor would apply to communication. Uh, okay, so if I said something to you that hurt your feelings like without me meaning it to. Right. But yes. let me According ask you. According to the system, it is. Is that, that, that's not violent. That might not be violent. Okay, it, but defi- who, who defi- decides? It's all within the realm of the subtle. Who decides in that situation with, like, whether or not it was violent? God decides. Mm. The great karmic calculator decides. Dude, ah, fucking faggot. Jesus Christ. <laughs> what was your intention with that statement? Yeah. I just want to express disappointment that you abdicated to God I mean, over, over something that we who actually... decides? I mean, where are we in a court of law? Like, nobody's going to decide. It's... No, we're, we're men and we're adults. Yeah, we can discuss who decides. Who decides who tried to hurt somebody else with a statement or, or whether, whether it was or not, an accident? No, who decides whether or not an action was violent? 
Because if it was unintentional, is it violent? This is have you come totally like an argument podcast, which is the worst kind. <laughs> no, it's not. It feels like an argument, and therein lies that there must you be some You only feel violence. that way because you're losing the argument. It, it feels like an argument because somebody thinks there's a winner and loser. No, I, I definitely think there's a winner and a loser, and I know which one I am. Hey, Duke. Whoa, I feel that. I just. I thought you guys weird. were going to like read poetry, and I was going to riff on it. That's, that's what you sold me when I agreed to come down here. So I, I feel that, too. I feel that, too. Can we get off of this? Yes, we can. To be closer to God, be closer to people. All right. <laughs> Snuggle time. Yeah. Yeah. We'll keep going. But while we're still in this a little bit, have you on the internet, because I've, I've been searching, is there an alternative to faggot? Something that has the same 90s sentiment of your being kind of like, a f- I don't even know, I want to say effeminate, but then no you're just like saying it's like feminine. It's well, like, effeminate makes it about uh, gender yeah, and sex. Yeah, so then that's not the same thing. It's something about being prissy and needy. It's like no, you're like a... Faggot is the perfect word. Yeah, I know. So you, have, there, you haven't come across an alternative? I mean, I've come across a lot of people and things, but, um, no. Nothing quite as perfect as a faggot? No, faggot, it's perfect. (laughs) It's perfect. It's a perfect word. It seems, I'm, I've been going with limp dick. I think that that's the one that I've transitioned into. Because the word changed and it doesn't mean the same thing to me. I'll rack my brain for a second, but. Enthusiasm is a volcano on whose top never grows the grass of hesitation. Ooh. Ooh. Who grows yeah. grass of hesitation? All right. Dude, we're jumping in. Nut bastard podcast. That was an hour of nut bastard. Now we're getting into Phoenix bunk ribs and bullshit. <laughs> All right. We've broken Buckle down. Buckle your safety, safety okay. belt, bro. We're jumping We're We've jumping sides. We've broken down the word faggot enough at this point. Can we, can we break down the word supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Are we ready Whoa. for that point in the count cal- cal- conversation? Whoa. Whoa. Because I have a theory. Was it Disney that did that movie? Is Mary Poppins a Disney movie? Yes. I have a theory, some kind of a conspiratorial theory, that when they dropped that word, that idea, that phrase into consciousness, it was a seed that's planting... That's part of the cataclysm. That's part of the end times. Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. What does it mean? If we break down the word parts, I think we can find out. Oh, like the world was created with the word, and then the end of the world has been created with the seed word, supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. There's probably a lot of different seeds that will lead to the end of the world, but I think this is one of them. One of them is this word? Yeah. And you just had a hunch? I was breaking it down the other night. I woke up in the middle of the night after a weird dream, and for some reason this word came into my mind, and I was thinking about the parts of the word and what they mean and what they, what they emote, what we kind of resonate on, what we think about when we hear these word parts. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, super Cala. Cala definitely sounds like California, right? Yeah. And in my mind, California is sort of the, the head. It's the leader within modern social culture. 
we're at the forefront of what culture is doing in the whole world in California. The end of Western civilization. So this is super. We're all about what's going on at the forefront within culture. Super Kala. And the thing is, is it's fragile. This thing is fragile. Fragile to me, definitely going to sound like it's fragile. It's very breakable. It's not going to necessarily last very long. It's very easy for it to break apart. So this thing that's leading our culture is almost dangerously ready to blow up or explode. Fault lines. It's super Fault fragile. Lines. California is supposed to break, break off into the ocean at some point. So that's the, that movie with uh, Escape from L.A. It mm-hmm. already happened. So ISTIC is it just like happened. the study of this. There's like, we're all kind of watching this happen. The ISTIC is the study of the super California fragile break. The, the very idea that human culture is fragile, that where it's going to is a dangerous place where it's going to break apart. Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. So, ex, so then this study of thought, this idea that it's fragile is expa, it's being exported. It's being like, it's going out to the rest of the world because the rest of the world follows what America's doing and America follows what California's doing. It's being exported. This idea that we're going into a total breakdown is being exported to the whole world. XB ALA, ALA means that it's like everything is included in this, like allopathic or um, uh, what's that other word? Like the medicine refers to everything, holistic. Homeopathic. Uh, homeopathic's different. That's subtle energy medicine. But anyway, ALA, XB ALA, it's like all, ALA, all. It's like everything is included in this. Aloe vera for if you go to something. And then doshis is just it's just all about it. Doshis is it's all about this. A heavy dose. This is what's gonna end all of it. This supercalifragilistic expialidocious. Wow. You woke up from a dream with this word breaking broken down? Um I mean the dream had nothing to do with this. You just were in the clarity you were in the state of clarity that comes from just waking up when you still are open to your dream realms where your yeah. thoughts are kind of yeah, transparent. Loose, lucid thoughts coming in. Yeah. And I was breaking down this word and I was like, Oh, this word is at the forefront of the breakdown of all of culture. And what does it's it, like the study of our own demise. That's it. Yeah, it's a study. It's a map. It's a formula for what will happen. Is that the forefront of culture is approaching something that is ultimately fragile. There and are, if this fragility goes into what we spread and take it as medicine, it will break down under the heavy dose, like a Richter scale, and just shatter everything open. And reveal some sort of, what did that poem say about enthusiasm? Super Califragilistic espialidocious is a volcano top. That's the volcano yeah. top. That's it doesn't know its underneath. own hesitation. It doesn't know. It its doesn't own have hesitation. the power of hesitation to let the grass grow for a minute. It's oh, wow. too busy exploding all the time. Do you think they did that on purpose? In the, in Pro- the movie? Probably not. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where it came from. <laughs> Whoever was making Mary Poppins was probably some genius people. I don't know if they were intentionally trying to destroy the world with the word supercalifragilistic expialidocious. As what about faggot? <laughs> <laughs> I... 
yeah, can words destroy the world? Uh, yeah, I've been uncomfortable with that word, and it's just like, it's because of the destructive power of it. Yeah. What, what, is the, what is the destructive power? Uh, give me an example. Uh, word, well, he just broke it down, also, dude. Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. <laughs> Words also have the power great to drum, create. great drum drop, dude. There's some shit drum for like, like five minutes to your, <laughs> your point. You were playing like, it with a pocket knife. Yeah, I was playing it with a pocket knife. No, nice. <laughs> it's some time going backwards shit to recognize that words also have the power to create. They definitely have the power to break things down and yes. destroy things and be violent. But they, but they also have the power to create. Okay, so words have the power to be violent. What By the way, out of the wipe that down for COVID, bitch. <laughs> I'm not worried about the COVID. I'm worried about the violence on it. You came in with Finnegan's Wake, the Koran, and... Spiritual sayings of Khalil Gibran. Nice. All right, yeah. Isn't this what we were gonna do? You guys were gonna cool. read poetry and stuff, and then I was gonna shit on it. Well, I was. Uh, I was. That's what Kyle built it as. So I'm in. I'm in. I want your A game though. I don't want your easy shots. Yeah, I know it's an easy shot. I want to. I've been giving my A game the whole fucking time. No, baby. no low hanging fruit. You, no, I want the low hanging fruit. I know what the low hanging fruit is. I want your. I want your brain. Okay. Mm, cutting off the hand of the thief. Okay. So Are you opening this at, at random? or I, That was a random. But uh, that I was tripping because I was coming in with this kind of cataclysmic concept of Mary Poppins. What happens a lot in these conversations is we'll hit subjects from multiple areas and then they'll end up in some sort of cohesive yeah. like form. We're never Are you like, fucking schooling me on podcasting? What? I guess that happens with all podcasts, but with <laughs> this gonna, one particular, we're never going to lose the concept of the faggot or the concept of the nonviolent communication now that they've entered. Well, no, since you got in here, yeah. <laughs> That's <Masper. laughs> That was classic. <laughs> I love this. Uh, I'll be very much reminded of the faggot. This Quran, That's not a problem. Self advertises as the final testament. It's not the New Testament. This is the Final Testament. Ooh, nice. And they're talking here. It's a Final Testament. Read the Quran to us. You're I'm a terrorist <laughs> and a faggot to boot. <laughs> I will read it if I can find the uh, the, the part that makes sense. Sure, yeah. No, find the one part his... of the Quran that makes sense, and then you'll have a good argument. It'll be great. It, there, I opened it up to a part where it was talking about why it's like, yeah, we're near the end times, and there's all this proof within the Quran, and oh. it was just. I mean, I don't a know cosmic if I'm scale. Where uh, a cosmic. This is a good connect. That I wanted to talk to you about it being the end of times. You were on a tip about that, like during the Super Bowl. 
that or maybe a couple days before that where it was like everything's kind of lining up for this to be the end of Can human civilization the end of human civilization wow. you were getting into uh um, not necromancer, but you're getting into cyberpunk. You're getting into oh, yeah. uh, um, that's just good music. Yeah, but you were saying that it's the good time to do it because we're entering into the post-apocalyptic era. So might as well join up. Might as well get into it too. I think I was being facetious. Is cyberpunk music or is cyberpunk it's, fiction? It's both. But it's also Was that like a cyberpunk music? I gotta hear yeah. some cyberpunk music. Dude, alright, let's take a break. Ah, let's take a break. We're an hour and 14 in. On a pause. There is um, a cyberpunk festival coming up that you guys, it's called uh, not Necromancer, it's called not Necrophilia. It's somewhere within a couple hours of here, and they're taking the applications for DJs. I'll send you guys the link. You guys should both apply as DJs, I'm not, dude. I'm, I, I'm not at a DJ skill where I could be. Yeah, I'm not at the skill that. level, but Manoli could do it. Um, nah, dude, you have the you have the music that they want to listen to. Yeah, no, but I don't want to DJ it. It's a two hundred forty dollar ticket. If you get in as a DJ, then you're just in to the to the scene. Um, <laughs> hold on. What it is so cyberpunk is uh like what is the aesthetic of it? Well, <laughs> apply, bro. I can answer this question because I've been reading William Gibson. That's what I'm saying. I'm yes, this is like to neuromancer. I'm hot into neuromancer. Yes, everyone, shut the fuck up. This is which was written in 1984. <laughs> yeah. You were born in 1984, right? Yeah. Shut up. This is what cyberpunk music sounds like. Okay, okay. You heard this. Oh, this jam. Yeah. This, is, this one's money, dude. This is super money. Totally sounds like Cyberpunk. It's so close. <laughs> kind of grinding and dark and heavy. It's a bit ugly, but it draws you in. Mm -hmm. but it draws you in. It's up-tempo. It's fast-paced. Yeah. Yeah. You should go in over this. <laughs> Signs of the approaching end of the world. Yo, yo. The Quran provides many signs and states that the means for unveiling the end of the world have been given. 47, 18. Mm. The signs given in the Quran include, one, the splitting of the moon. This already happened in June 1969, same oh. year Baba dropped his body. Wait, what is the splitting of the moon? When we landed on the moon and brought back moon rocks, People on Earth can now go to many museums, colleges, and obser observatories to look at pieces of the moon that we broke off from it. Yeah. Oh. Two, the split. discovering the Quran's 19-based mathematical code, which they claim proves the truth of the Quran. 
That's the other thing about this. That's the other thing I was noticing about this. We're, we're it's got this whole append appendix about the mathematical code embedded in the Sean, is a drug drug like, I'm gonna hit it if you don't interrupt me. It's all about the number 19. It's the one and the nine. It's the beginning and it's the end. Everything in the Quran is based off the number 19. Hold on. Open, no, no, no. Read it, flip I'm going to do it, but I'm going to do it to a beat. 
Yes, yes. <laughs> Give yes. me a beat on this. I was feeling this Koran end of the world. Well, I want to go back to this appendix thing as well. So the appendix uh, Y19 is a prime number. Appendix 1 will tell you, yeah. It encompasses the first numeral and the last numeral. The alpha and the mega. What? Do you think they have these type of appendixes in most Korans? Like, I don't this know. is some. This is some modern. Like, this under, is some modern thing. Like, yeah. Flat Earth type. No, totally. Like, this is hey, quite. Because I'm not saying that I agree with this. Sean, where are you reading from? I was reading from here, but you should read from anywhere. All right, all right, this right. whole book is holographic. Do you know the author of this book? No, check this out. This guy just, it's nonsensical words. It's a whole story made of just sounds. A detailed, like, real plot line, but you got to get through the sounds to get there. I'll do this right Who now. Who is this guy? Ulysses. Just watch this. James Joyce. James Joyce. But yeah, he wrote Ulysses, right? Okay, that's what it is. Yeah. Like, one of the longest books that's about a single day. Who will come so over? happens in a single day. <laughs> Who the caps ever? <laughs> this is Atlanta <laughs> Trap Finnegan's Wake. How do do? Hook or hike? Find that. <laughs> yes, now we're breaking point, through. Porter Place. M shot says the big god went quick lunch by a left wheel. Where Long Livius Lane and up Mesopenny. Branch Crescent. Shoulder Berkeley. You're really fucking my. This no, you're screwing me up. Come on, I I, I can do this. <laughs> I'm trying to hurt you. <laughs> That's violent keyboarding. <laughs> violent keyboarding on me, man. This actually does work actually pretty well. I think you need a swig, dude. Should be proper. As I were when we were there. From Tomatella Tarian. <laughs> Timmy to whom it will comes over. <laughs> Who the cops ever in house? I'm getting close. Just read <laughs> it. Pretty much just there, read bro. it. It's, it's inherent. Just read it like he's you're reading. He's there it. as far as he could be, I think. We're in it. I think he's still trying with the voice. Went quick with like a lunch by the left wheel. Here we go. <laughs> so where Livius Lane said Masamara Ring Gamal Diagnosing Laverty Square up to Trico. Quare fixing Gainsborough Caltex under Guido. Dale Zeno's mm. gateway. Do you want to I wanna see you try this? The first yeah, yeah, no. Pass, it down, Pass it down. Pass it down. All right, I'm gonna restart the beat. No, keep it going. Keep it going. Well, now I'm gonna get into the groove. Get it in the middle. What? We don't need that intro again. 15 yeah. seconds. 15 seconds. It's 15 seconds in. 
page 462, 462, the last great work of the 20th century's most influential writer. Finnegan's Wake is a mighty allegory of the fall and redemption of mankind, a compound of fable, symmetry, and nightmare. All right, its mechanics resemble a dream. Take it off, take it off, 462. So Gullaby, my poor Isley, but I'm not for forgiving me, inner man, monophone, for what I am, living my darling proxy. Hold on, I'm trying. I gotta stop trying. Gotta stop trying and just start swinging. Try as hard yeah. as you can. Proxy behind for your consolatory. Lost Dave, the Darnackle. Asonymous run wary. A dear old man, pal of mine too. He will arrive incessantly in the fraction of a crust. Who? In a fraction of a crust. Ah, we'll come and do. We'll I love the there. words. In a fraction of a crust. Uh huh, uh huh. Mm. Uh huh, uh huh. Yeah, Manna so will arrive incessant only in a fraction of a crust who quit be doublin and he stopped when he triple in he would be the unicorn of his kind he would be the mightiest perineum if i ever flourished or beyond the shadow of a post be sure and link him me oh treasure as often as you to learn me provided there's nothing between you but a plain deal table only don't encourage him yeah 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 him to cry lesson to times over the lessons town but soft can't be yo do master laney's mumble do master laney's mumble that's swear to god that's the line do master laney's mumble lotium lotium now the forbarium i fumble talk of wolf in a stomach all that's venomous ecolomy the return of ophelity who can't see to success isn't Jamestown overstrike the small place of all I knew I smelt the garlic leak why bless me Swiss here he is ah, darling dive ladder be the cacabalos just in time as if he fell out of space all draps in Mufuti clear home to the more mountains from his old continents and not one foot either or on two feet Astia but oh quintessential secular cycles after the French Revolution and blindfolded passage by 4.32 with a pork plate in his suicide pod and the goals laughing lime of his his natural skunk they're blushing like Pat's pig Bigger bop, bigger bop. He's not too temptation. Well ashamed to carry out all the nakiyaka belly in his showman sinister, the testy monocles. He gave 20 anises a rough, showing the three white feathers a home of cured inmint in Patigore, far <clears throat> below RC level. Bear, barrier, me leave the church signed, figure a porso, lisser, magnifa. He's the sneaking likeness of faith, me alter ego in miniature. Well, your career is like about to start. Are you in my wake, dude? Are you in my Finnegan's wake?
dude, put on your skis. Put yeah. on your skis and get get in the wake. Oh, okay. Surah 16, the B. God's command has already been issued, and everything has already been written, so do not rush it. Whoa. Whoa. Okay. Okay. Be he glorified, the Most High. Wait, is that God telling me to be fucking lazy? Don't rush it. Everything's already been written. He's just like, ah! (laughs) Just fucking chill, dude. Take your time. He sends down the angels with the revelations, carrying his commands. To whomever he chooses from among his servants, you shall preach that there is no other God beside me. You shall re- you shall reverence me. Yeah, it feels like there's like a lot of other gods. Where did you get the Quran? I don't know. This, I got this book so long ago. This is a cool Quran though, right? You brought that with you? Yeah. I did not pull this off the shelf of the Ben Lomond Library. Fucking faggot. Books on books on books. <laughs> books on books on books. I like the supercalifragilistic. Right? Yeah, it was heavy. Yeah. I feel like the, those words kind of plant a seed. I was, you know, I was listening to some Thich Nhat Hanh on the radio. He was talking about seeds of anger within us and how we can kind of, when we're not angry, we feel like maybe we've gotten to the point where we you know, are past that or we're not going to feel that again. But the seeds of anger, he says, are still kind of latent and waiting for someone to come and water them. And that someone will do something at some point that will kind of awaken this seed of anger within us. You're making the jerk-off motion to Thich Nhat Hanh? I'm trying to tick you off, man. <laughs> That's why you're trying to tick me off. It's no, like I'm self-inherent. Not. You're proving my point that violence exists in communication. No, you're, you're very much... <sighs> You're misinterpreting what I'm trying to do. You're trying to tick me off. No. <laughs> and you're trying to make me laugh because. No, I'm trying to dismiss that, like, what you're peace, saying. The most peaceful Buddhist in the whole world has tick in his name. I'm trying to tick you off, bro. What? What, what does he say? What he was on the '89 radio? Oh, uh, what radio was what, it? Santa Cruz Public Access. I think it was uh, KZSC. Oh yeah. This was KZSC broadcasting some Tick Not Han conversation. I think it was like a KZSC DJ talking to him. Not like live, because he just recently dropped his body. But at some point, they were probably rebroadcasting an old an old show or something. Yeah. Seeds of anger are latent within us and can be watered at any point. But you think when I do this, I'm trying to provoke you? If the seed is there. Uh, the seat is there or not there? I podcasting with you is like is like special forces training of podcasting. Like if you could get through it and then may, be able to like maintain the conversation in like the swelling of it, then you you know you're there. Then you know like you have like the ability to have the presence to. I'm keep just asking things, like, if, if you think forward. I'm trying to provoke you because what I'm not. What did you say when I when you you were commenting just a minute ago about how I was a faggot because I brought this book into the library? Well, you are a faggot because you brought that book. You brought a book to a library. Aren't you trying to provoke me? Plenty of people. What does it mean to provoke book? someone? You got to bring books. That's back a very to the library. good question. What, uh, it? what it means to provoke. I wasn't. It oh, means okay. you're trying to get a rise out of them. You're trying to like give them a little hit of some That's kind. You're trying enough. to poke but, them. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not. You know, I, I can. I can uh, let a, 
I can I can allow BDSM language to exist. All right, but the word. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. BDSM language. Yeah. Yeah. But I think you're into the fight. Yeah, you're into the fight. It's cool. All all are welcome here. All are welcome. That's one of the principles of the library. Is all are welcome. The word provoke means to like evoke a response from another person. Can you agree to that? I don't know that I agree that provoke means the same thing as evoke. It means to uh, do an action that evokes an, uh, a reaction. I would, I would say it's an inherently violent act. Yeah, fuck you, dude. To try and, like, do something, to get something out of a person, to, to move them. All right, then fine, I'll admit to that. And uh, that's what I was trying to do. <laughs> yes, I think so. And I think that that moment where you kind of, like... There was a there was a moment in the conversation earlier where you slowed down. You're like, yeah, because I'm a piece of shit, and because I hurt people. Yeah, I have. Yeah, and I am. Right, and it doesn't feel. That I don't. Great. I don't. Does it feel good to reflect on that point about yourself? I don't. No, it, it doesn't feel like anything. Well, that sounds apathetic. Yeah, it sounds I am. depressing. No, it means that I know that I've made mistakes, and also if it's a mistake. Don't you want to not do that anymore? Well, absolutely. And I'm not trying to judge you because I completely agree with the statement that you made earlier that a lot of these things can end up being helpful to the other person. Someone who's all fucking pent up on their microaggressions and they're very upset about everything in the world and they don't want any kind of meanness towards gay people and they're going to hear the word faggot and be so offended and hurt. Yeah. Maybe Those they, people are faggots. Maybe they need to be a bit stronger. Yeah, probably. You know, I, I understand that we all need to grow up a little bit and not let every little thing hurt us. I would agree with that. All right. But that doesn't necessarily mean that it's the best role to play to go around and, like, beat children so that they get stronger. Okay. I'm fine with that. Where's my fucking coffee? I feel like I'm being... You made two Violent coffees? Now. They're not coffees. Well, what's they're, that? Well, <laughs> they're camouflaged alcohol <laughs> in the AA library. Well, no, what are they? It's uh, High Life and... Uh, um, oh, you're right, okay. cider. They look like fucking lattes. High Life and cider. <laughs> they're bro. creamy. They're good. It's foam. How are you feeling now? Alright. It's actually a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. Podcasting is fun. Podcasting is fun. This one's challenging and it's good to be at that challenge because, like, each one is like, okay, can I talk at this level? Can I, like, maintain. World level. The l There's an emotional you. charge. Yeah, yeah. It's like. You've done an excellent job of evoking something. Yes, yes. Well, at least I made it interesting. Yeah. You sound like a drunk girl right now. At least I made it interesting. Is it? Any, I mean, I'm fine with making it sound like I'm a drunk girl. That's cool. Is it any more or less offensive to you to be called a faggot or a girl? 
Yeah, let's start getting in. Let's yeah. start getting in, man. Why don't you guys dig at me? I got a sack of poetry, but it's like, this shit's out of Let's just like... <laughs> no, dig at me. Dig at me. No, I just asked you a question. Would you rather be called a faggot or a girl? Um... I don't really have a preference there. Either one's like totally acceptable to you? Like you well, receive it with grace? Like I like, I like, do you like to be called with grace? Things? Yeah. No, yeah. it's just, I have like an appointment to have my nails done next week. And then I also wear skirts. So I'm not really a boy or a girl. Are you, are you non-binary? Uh, no, I'm a man. You do identify with male gender? I don't want to identify as shit. Yeah. I, you, you, that means you're earlier in the conversation binary. you did identify as shit. <laughs> I no, I said I was a piece of shit. Right? That's kind of the No, I identify as a piece of shit, which means I made a bunch of mistakes. Yeah, can I just say Were you drunk record? when you showed up here? Uh, no, but I am drunk now. You weren't drunk when you showed up here? Nah, I bought a bottle of vodka, so... Word. <laughs> Happened fast. Are you asking if I drank before I came here? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Uh. What are you, retarded? <laughs> here we go. Here we go. I'm not, but are you? What do you like to listen to when you listen to podcasts? Ah, uh, Joe Rogan, Jimmy Dore, um, podcast. What do you like in Joe Rogan's podcast? Yeah, not, like, not what, the what, like, truth. You like truth? Do you guys know what the fuck is going on in Canada right now? We should talk about it. Do you have any idea what's going on in Ottawa? Are you talking about the truckers' protest? Yes, I am. It was London Laidlaw who was texting us some videos yeah. about that. Yeah, you were talking shit about London later. I wish I would have stuck up for London more. Fuck London Laylight. Fuck my I love, girlfriend. I love that you guys are, they're rivals. They're Irish rivals. They used to be I really the good background. friends. They used to be really good friends. I understand the background. Now they're rivals. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> hey, keep that inside. <laughs> but you don't know the story. I, don't, I, don't, I, I know it from his perspective. When I punch him in the face? I would love to have one of these shit podcasts with London and I will say that that. London telling me the story, he didn't tell that part. Oh, okay. Wow, what a what a I don't know if that's honorable or honorable. He fucked my girlfriend-ish. Like, he fucked-ish my girlfriend uh, while we were uh, taking a little bit of a break. And then the next time I saw him, uh, he was a very honorable individual. And... Uh, when I showed up there, I was just like, "Hey, man, I'm go- when I get there. If you're there, I'm going to punch you in the face, but just once, and then we'll be fine." And so I have no like lingering hatred towards the guy, but he did screw around with my girlfriend at the time. I think you have lingering hatred. Anytime the name no, London Laidlaw no, no, no. comes yeah, up, you don't I have you like, insulted. Yeah, yeah, you always are dragging on him. No, I think, look, London's cool, man. If I was London and I had the opportunity to fuck Valerie Wachampino, I would have done it too. And I would have taken a fucking punch in the nose for it. And oh, yeah. I did pick, 
Listen, that's why London's great, dude. I took a bunch <laughs> of those for doing it while I fucked her uh, in her boyfriend's bedroom when oh, I first met yeah. her. That's right. Yeah. Did you did you know that? Or are you piecing that together now? No, I knew that the whole time. Yeah. This girl's, no. this girl's been responsible for... We're not responsible for the catalyst for a few punches. Dude, <laughs> I slept in her bed with her fucking boyfriend. And uh, when we got up in the morning, and I, of course, slept in because I'm a lazy fuck. And like I got up, and he came in, and he punched me in the fucking nose. And I had a broken nose. And, That's a good uh, punch. Har- harder than you punched London. Uh, yeah, I punched London in the fucking... I punched him, like, here. Yeah, side of the head. Side of the head. I didn't go for the jaw, I didn't go for the nose. I went... It was just a... It was a friendly punch. <sighs> and he took off his glasses for it. He was all about it. It's just like, yeah, I fucked up. And I'm like, all right. Like, London's a good guy. He's not a bad dude, man, but he's also not that interesting. So, Not that interesting? London's that is like the last thing you could say <laughs> truthfully about London, London Laidlaw. He's, so he's one of the most interesting people. Well, that's up to you. He was setting us straight with the uh, live feed coming from. Hey, you know what's not interesting? This fucking podcast. That's up to the listener. Nah, we're talking about people that we know. Uh, We're talking about personal stories. All right. London had us watching the live feed from Ottawa. Okay, that's cool. Did you see any of that? I saw all of it. I watch Ottawa every day. Oh, you do? Yeah. How you got a live feed going that you watch every day? Yeah. Gnarly. Wow. So you're all up on what's going on over there. Oh, yeah. And if I had any money, I would donate it to the truckers. What happened after Sunday or whatever? Yesterday. What, what day is it? Oh, yeah. yeah um, tell us the new, latest news well. in your perspective. Did the cops come and push him out? What happened? Yeah. Cops came in, riot police and all that jazz. How do they get a bunch of truckers in their trucks to move. Uh, they would yes. have to tow them. They towed them? No, they would have to tow them, but nobody is willing to tow them. So the trucks are still there? Yeah. So the riot police weren't able to move everybody? They moved the people, but they didn't move the trucks. And are those guys just giving up their trucks then? Yeah. Wow. So there's a bunch of empty trucks sitting there still, but nobody's honking the horns. Yeah. Wow. That's cool then, right? To like sacrifice your truck for your. I mean, it's like 100k. It's a lot. It's for a, a truck. Huge amount. It's a tenth of a million dollars. And you're doing it. You know, it's rather peaceful. It's almost it's probably very peaceful. I mean, that, you know, if they're if that's their whole base of everything, that's like a huge sacrifice. Yeah. Maybe they'll get them back. Some of them, maybe. Yeah. All right. Read more of a different book other than the Quran. Let's see what Khalil has to say. No, yeah. different book. What shall I say about him who borrows from me the money to buy a sword 
with which to attack me. What shall I say about him who borrows from me the money to buy a sword with which to attack me? I'd say that guy's a fucking asshole. And also, don't lend him the money. What are you doing? If he comes to you and he's like, hey man, I need to borrow some money to buy a sword so I can fucking attack you. You have to be a goddamn retard to be like, hey, here's a hundred bucks so you can fucking buy a sword. What the fuck is that? I mean, it's kind of like giving your taxes to the Canadian government so that they can do what they want to do. People do that a lot of times. It's a bit related to truckers losing their trucks in order to make their statement. Yeah, I mean, barely. In In which way? The reality of music is in that vibration that remains in the ear after the singer finishes his song and the player no longer plucks the strings. Oh, that's the reality of music. What's the reality of music. What's lingering in your head afterwards. The vibration that remains in the ear afterwards. Yeah, it's like you're waking up from your dream. I like that. What was your dream the other day where you were in a space... You were assembling a spacesuit? I that dream is kind of interesting, but I don't know that it's that interesting. You I'm, were assembling a space. You I had was to dis- assemble. Disassembling. I was like taking apart this space suit, like staple by staple, in space, mind you, like floating in space. There was a space suit that nobody was wearing, and I was taking it apart. There was a team of scientists, including me and my wife, who were on the team, and we were out discovering the origins or the source of COVID. We were looking for where COVID came from, and for some reason we were in space, in this corner of space. I don't know how I can say that it was a corner of space, but it definitely felt like a corner. Did you see any COVID? Well, yeah, we found this part of a spaceship that we were on where there was definitely some, like, infestation. I don't know if it's where it came from, but there was definitely some COVID there. And I had gotten it. I don't know if you you remember recently. I think I, I, think I got some Omicron not that long ago. Oh. And, uh... Taya was kind of like still, you know, we didn't like hang out a whole bunch during that time, but she didn't get it. She didn't catch it from me. I caught it from my mom. And in the dream, Taya was like... It was probably because you didn't fuck Taya, but you fucked your mom. (laughs) That's what I'm talking about. (laughs) That's so clever. It's not just you saying a word. (laughs) (laughs) finally it's been like two hours finally you said a joke (laughs) (laughs) you had a pretty good one with that tick off and tick not on tick not on's trying to tick Uh, you on okay okay keep going i my dream is not that interesting but it was well it was so then like we 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 felt i think that we had maybe found the origin of covid and we were reporting back on a zoom call like we had a screen some kind of phone or something floating out in space and some dude from ground control was dressed like he was out of star trek major tom huh major tom <laughs> basically some major tom dude but he almost looked this like he major was major tom from ground control i don't remember what the name of the race is 
from Star Trek. He almost looked non-human. Like a Ferengi? Like, no, not like a Ferengi, like a... Uh, Vulcan. Vulcan. He looked a bit like a Vulcan. And yeah. he was wearing some attire that made him look a bit Vulcanish with you the really proud shoulders. shit-lib fucking racist. He looked like a Vulcan. He looked a bit like a Vulcan. And um, he was talking to Taya and I all over the screen. And... He was mainly addressing Taya because Taya seemed to have this superpower where she wasn't getting COVID, even though she was like playing around in the space where it had come from. Yeah. And um, he was, and she wasn't responding to his questions fast enough. And he started just kind of railroading, like continuing to talk without giving her a space to respond. And also saying some kind of nonsensical words or like alien words that didn't make sense. And so Taya turned to me and she was like, can you talk to this guy? I can't talk to this guy. And you guys are out in space while this We're is We're floating in space. Reporting and from the origins of COVID. Yeah. And this Major Tom's just being a kind of boring ass. He wasn't boring, but it was like too fast and too much and too complicated. Okay. And at one point he had asked something about, um, is God there? Like in that part of space at the origin of COVID. Is yeah. God there? And I, like, interrupted him because he just wasn't stopping. And I said, I am God, but I don't know that I am. Nice. And then this kind of broke the conversation enough up that Taya could get a word in also. And Taya and he were kind of talking. And the three of us were all kind of talking over each other a bit. But, like, the, the, the energy of the space was heightening. And you could feel the consciousness raising where we could have that three-way conversation. But we all kind of... We're still in on it. And I could hear this angelic sort of sound of tones and, and like, almost the music of the universe starting to, like, lift up. Like, I was hearing this sound emanate within the space. And even though Taya was physically right next to me, I I knew that she couldn't hear what I was hearing. But ground control dude on the phone could hear it. He could hear. He could tell that the energy was raising and that this sound was starting to come in. And, um, and that's the goal of a three-way podcast. Yeah, and so I raise that vibe so it becomes musical. So I said, because I had just said that I I didn't know that I was God, was my like previous statement. So I said, but I can hear the sound. I can hear the music. And Taya, because she couldn't hear the music, was like, "Wait, what are you talking about?" And it kind of interrupted the conversation and everything like. It, it broke apart and the energy started to go, drop down again mm. and I and the, and the sound went away and I didn't want it to I wanted everything to continue to ascend to this greater higher level and so I, I was like don't stop talking don't stop the conversation yeah yeah and that was what I said out loud that was me talking in my sleep and I woke myself up immediately because I was like don't stop talking <laughs> and I was suddenly awake and thinking about supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Oh, and that was the beginning to that word. I think so. That was the same night. Yeah, so you're, have, you're saying don't stop talking, but don't stop talking. And the first word you say is the word that will be the, the, the blueprint of the, the end seed, of the world. The seed of the end times. Yeah, the seed of the end times. <laughs> yeah, the blueprint for it was coming to me after that dream. That's like listening to uh, buying beer tonight and having the guy play his... His dubstep drop. And everything slows down. Slows down. The enthusiasm takes a step back in order for the grass to grow. For you to appreciate the full breadth of the moment. 
that's what all drops are. The whole build before it comes up. Even when you're slowly putting cans into a plastic bag, just so you can make it. Because you all know when the drop's going to happen. Or you think you know. Yeah, sometimes you know. Sometimes you're right. And sometimes it kind of has a surprise. Yeah. Sometimes it tricks you a bit. The little reverse hit. I don't like... Just a little slap in the ass or a flick in the face. I don't just like pull that. pull on your earlobe. That moment of silence that comes before the drop a lot of times. Oh, the breath? Where you're holding your breath? Yeah, where like... Or somebody's building, running their building, fingers building, building, and then... I like it more when it just builds right through and then just starts crashing onto you. Well, you don't like the space? I don't like the space. Why? The space is pretty common. Don't stop the conversation. This... Yeah. <laughs> right? It makes me lose it. I'm like, we're building, we're building, we're building. Wait, uh, I'm gone. And then they start dropping the beat like it's still there. And I'm like, no, I lost it. You're, you very, in, it. you're very uh, immediate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very immediate. Yeah, I lose it as soon as they have that breath. But I like, on the other, like, conceptually, intellectually, I like the breath because it's the nirvana before God realization hits. Baba says, as we're ascending through, there's like this massive, um, it's called the firmament in the Bible. It's like this big open space. It's this huge like ravine that looks terrifying to leap over and you don't want to go over it because it's empty and you know you're going to completely lose yourself and everything will disappear and there will be nothing. And it seems like there's going to be nothing after that. They call it firmament? In the Buddhism, in Buddhism, they call it nirvana. It's absolute nothingness. There has to be like this a film. space where like nothing a, exists. Like a slime or something. Before. Firm, like a foam. Firmament means a big open space. It does? Yeah. Very close to field then, I guess. It sounds like field, right? Like, but I think of a fervor, it's it's like a Firm, percolating, firmament. like you're like. Yeah, it does sound like, like a fervor. foamy type of. Sounds like the quantum. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, a but bit supposedly of we kind of have bubble. to have this moment of nothingness before God drops in and we realize everything. And so the Bible has it in the firmament, this field you have to pass through, and then the Buddhists have it with this open space. The shit above the firmament, and there's a shit below the firmament. Above and below it. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. For some reason I think of it as right to left, but yeah, it could be like below and above too. Above and below it. Yeah, I never heard about it in the Bible. You never heard about it in the Bible? No. I've never heard, like, them describing heaven. God creates the firmament. He, like, makes this open space between himself and creation. Really? Yeah. What, just to have a bit of openness? To have a bit of perspective, I guess. Yeah, you gotta have, like, a bit of distance to get a gauge on it. So that there is love existing between the love and the beloved. Uh, yeah, you need some space for that love. Yeah. Yeah, you need some space for that love. There's got to be a bit of a difference between those two things. That's probably why we also get mad at each other. It's probably also why it's good to have some I think of non, this... non-violent communication. So you can kind of <laughs> like get riled and make some space with where we're at. Matt's agreeing wholeheartedly <laughs> with this drunken poke. <laughs> Fuck yeah, bro. <laughs> nice to be drunk with you in the library after hours. <laughs> it's really nice to be, like, really fucking drunk. Yeah. How is it nice? Yeah. Can you describe the niceness from its own perspective? 
niceness from its own perspective from inside of drunkness. Can you describe drunkness from inside drunkness? You might need a bit of firmament. <clears throat> Feels like the whole universe is hugging me. Wow. It's like a big hug. For someone that's heard, so fucking aggro, you just want to be hugged. I heard the people that are the meanest just want to be hugged. <laughs> just fucking pet the bear, dude. No, it feels like a hug. I didn't think I was going to get this drunk, but uh, yeah, I'm like really drunk. You have like it a... It feels fucking really good. It's huge Nalgene bottle of vodka. And pomegranate and cranberry. Yeah, right? There's a bit of berry in there. Mm-hmm. Two berries. Mm-hmm. Two berries. Gotta keep healthy. The universe hugging you. Mm-hmm. Feels like heroin. I was gonna say, that's what you described heroin being like. A big hug. Us. Uh, yeah, alcohol is not as good as heroin. Heroin gives a better hug? Yeah, it really does. I can't do it anymore. You like being hugged. Do you think that comes from you liking to push things away and, like, rile things up? Is a hug from a person as good as a hug from heroin? Uh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Take that, Mr. Rogers. It's not even fucking close. (laughs) And is is that because... Is that because it's not like a hug from the whole universe? No, it's because it's it's an unconditional hug. What? I mean, Who's hugging you with conditions? Yeah, that's not a hug. Sometimes you can get an unconditional hug. No, even when you get a hug from someone you love, like you still know who you're getting a hug from. When you're on heroin, you're just getting a hug from like everything. Hmm. So you don't have the conditions of any of their personality. You just have the conditions of the universe. Which describes why a heroin addict ends up surrounded by trash in a gutter or in a broken tent. Because it's hugging them. Everything is hugging You're, them. Because everything is hugging them. That has made the whole gutter scene make sense now. Because mm-hmm. it's all beautiful it's to them. All, no matter what it is, it's beautiful. Yeah, they're in that whole state. What's the best you've ever felt in your entire life? What's I, what, what's your peak moment? Everyone has a peak. No, I felt it today, dude. I get it every day. Oh! <laughs> no, you yeah, didn't. Yeah, buddy. I did. Yeah, I did. Night. I, okay. had, I had my hand on the side of a right-facing wave sliding, and I could feel the water going along the palm of me, and I had the whole rush of a massive ocean coming behind me with the sun shining through dark green water where a seal had just jumped twice, fully airborne out of the water after sticking its tiny head up to look to see who was swimming around it. And I only went to that spot because I had seen a whale spout. And that was just today. I got something very similar to that the day before. Imagine if you could smoke something. Yeah, money. Imagine if you could smoke something that made you feel like that, but you didn't have to do all the effort. I love effort, though. I have my body. I love my body because it's geared to like effort. Fuck you, Kyle. It's, effort feels good once you're doing it. It takes three days of effort and then your body rewards it because your body is built 
to move. It's built to make muscle and it's built to sweat. And it starts churning on itself and it's just like, yes, give me more. Hey, we're podcasting. I made the jerk off motion again for the <laughs> listeners. Thank you. Sustainable about smoking something that gives you that feeling. Yeah, but you've helped me score heroin before. What does that have to do with the you know, sustainability of it? You were helping me. I'm not disputing what you I don't saying. know if I was helping you or not. Well. I was allowing you to make your own decisions. Also, I, I, was pay, supporting also you. I paid you. I was supporting you and doing whatever you wanted to do. Also, I paid you. <laughs> did you? Yeah, you guess you did. Yeah, I do like a 10 or 20. Yeah, you probably didn't need to do that. What I like about being hugged by the entire universe is that you're feeling the universe. Uh, like, you're feeling all the individual particles of it. And right, you're don't shit on heroin like a, until you do it. Like a sense of... you. Are you I able wanna, to identify I want to zero in on why you said you can't do it anymore. Oh. Well, first of all, I can't find it. It's fucking... It's a nightmare to you, find it. You know you could find it. I showed you where to find it. Nah, it's a nightmare to find it. It should be hard to find. That's good. Well, the problem is... It's not hard to find. Yes, it's a lie. (laughs) No, the problem is you have to deal with people that fucking do heroin. That should be an initiation. And it should are, are yes. people who do you need heroin to see difficult what you to deal are. with. <laughs> yeah, they are. See what you will become. They always want that's a good. fucking piece. They always want a piece of your shit. And I mean, that's more than if you can fucking find one. Why don't you just hug them? More than what you <laughs> It seems so easy hey, when man, you and I just hug it out. When you and I found it together. Well, I'll call you again then. <laughs> Maybe it was just meant to happen that night. No, you know how to talk to these people. I don't. You got a really you good... You did it on your own. I just... I, all I had to do was I did tell it you where it was. on my own. No, I'm saying that when you and I went together, I stepped aside when you actually went and scored. That's true. I didn't have anything to do with it. The next two times I tried to do it... In the same people zone? People were like, we don't sell drugs here. And I was just like, dude, yes you do. Ah, how about that? Interesting. Yeah, it's because there's some kind of a vibe within the universe, within yeah, whatever. where there's... you look like a heroin addict and I fucking don't. No, I don't know. I remember walking down there with you and it was like together we were being natural. We walked up to someone who had a fire going because that was what felt good at that moment. I was like, hey, night. bro, can I get some night time? And we like hung out for a little while together. Yeah. Yeah. Not very long. We didn't hang out for very long, fucking but we 50, got real for a 10, minute. 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. No, not even 10, 15 minutes. Fucking 30 seconds we hung out with this guy before I was asking him about it. Maybe, maybe five minutes. Ugh. And then it was that dude who kind of walked you. Didn't he show you, like, multiple pur- purchasing points? And Yeah, you... but he wanted to sell me fucking fentanyl. Yeah, yeah. That's... And I was just like, nah. Have you ever done fentanyl? No. Don't diss it before you try it. <laughs> Have you done fentanyl? Fentanyl is supposedly a hundred times stronger than heroin, bro. Imagine the hug you're going to get. Would you allow something to hug you until you die? Yep. That's sweet. Well, that's easy to do if you really want to do that. Oh, I don't care about living. We're going there. Yeah. You get a suffocating hug. I was just mentioning this to my therapist. 
about eating a hug from fentanyl until you die? About that death is so close to us, and that's a good place. I don't mind that place. I don't mind yeah, going there. Oh, it is so close. It's always, it's always so close. right there with it's us. It's closer right than your shadow. You guys are cool. Like, like that, like that person who has the Grim Reaper tattooed on their shoulder, on the back of their shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. It's so close, but you're. I'm not really aware of it as I go throughout my. Most people who are you're living die, are right? not thinking about it because they're not afraid. Thinking of it. about it. Yeah, but you don't think about it. No, not like it doesn't like yeah, accompany people, me through my day. People put it. You deep. think about killing yourself? No, I don't. No, I don't. I do. You got. I got. I'm sitting down with two suicidals right here. Yeah, you are. <laughs> two suicidals. I think about it every day. Yeah, you're in good company. You're in good company. This is something you two fags can get agree on. Oh, a couple of limp dicks <laughs> who don't want to live anymore. Couple of limp dicks that don't want to live anymore. <laughs> You need to get in it. You need to get your hard rod Tell back me more in the about game. It, faggot. <laughs> Shut up, neighbors. <laughs> no, I just uh, I don't hate living. But all this being said, you haven't gone and scored fentanyl, which is what they're trying to sell you when you go down there looking for black tar. Yeah. Yeah. Because, God, I, I, because I, there's I, another part to you that's not as funny that wants to live. There's another part of you that's not <laughs> as funny. Quote of the fucking night, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that fucking... <laughs> that faggot nigger inside of me really wants to live. And... Um, <laughs> I can't wait until we are finally as a place, as a species, that we're beyond categorizing each other, and these words can just mean the emotional component. You know what you think about sticking a shotgun inside of your mouth? I love living, man. Uh, I love it. Ugh. I love. I You're actually, disgusting to me. I actually just convinced myself the other day about how excited I am to wake up in the morning. You know you're gonna die, right? Yeah, that's why I relish it. It's a good reason. I'm hip to death. There was a long time in my youth I used to carry pink skulls around. I'd make necklaces and bracelets out of them because I always wanted to be like just, you know, within that realm. I to to think about death as a means to being more hyped and kind of engaging with life. But I don't keep death next to me in the sense that it's just a veil away. Like, it is right there next to you as in, like, just a, a curtain that you can pull back and be on that other side. You like life? Taking life to me, liking life is a chemical reaction to me. And when it's not, I hijack that chemical reaction so that I can be in the state that I'm within the stoke. I only like life when I'm drunk. No, I'm sorry, man. It's okay. We don't all have to like it all the time. You're kind of like Eeyore when you're drunk. From Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's my mom's favorite character from Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. It's a frequency. Yep. <laughs> I had a really funny experience the other day. I went to go uh, sell a gun. Yeah? Yeah. I went to the... Uh, 
I went to the gun shop. I called them before. I was like, hey, man, you guys buy guns? And they're like, all day, every day. I was like, cool. And, uh, and then I went down there. And uh, did I already tell you the story? No. Okay. And then uh, I came in with the, with the gun case and everything. I threw it on the counter, I started to unzip it, and the guy was just like, hey man, that guy's gonna move his fucking car. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's me, sorry. So I went to move my car, and I came back, and the guy was just like, okay, so the rifle is cool. I was like, all right. Thank you. And then he pointed at all the magazines that I had that I brought with me. He's like, all of these are illegal as fuck. And I was like, really? He was like, yeah. And so I started, like, gathering up all your bullets. All the magazines, yeah. And I put them back in the case, and I was just like, yo, you didn't see anything. He's like, yeah, I didn't see anything. How much did you sell your rival for? $365. Oh, it's a whole, it's a year supply at a dollar a day. Wait, no. $265. God damn it. Oh, no. Oh, no. You're only going to make it through three seasons. Sucks too, man. Without being able to kill yourself. Oh, no, I have other guns. Oh. I sold it because I have too many guns. I have like nine guns. And you, I did, you didn't sell it because you were strapped for cash? Well, we'll do that too. I have more guns than I need, than I, uh, I have more guns than money. So. <laughs> yeah, dude. You're so American. That's yeah. one thing I really like as Americans. You are very American. You're yeah. a Bitcoin dial-up DOS fucking do you, do you heroin mind if I ask you? acquiring American <laughs> selling rifles so that you can buy vodka yeah, this write is... jokes go to stand up make yourself laugh get a hug from the universe until you fall over again sleep don't remember your dreams and then wake up feel sad don't kill yourself so that you can get drunk again fuck yeah everything except for the might kill myself what keeps you from doing it? It's gross. Suicide is gross? Yeah. Yeah, hell yeah, it's gross. Hey, just so you know, if you I've do... I've seen the aftermath photos of people that have done it, and this is like, ugh. Dude, just so you know, if you do, none of your friends are going to be like, we're all going to be upset that you took the easy way out. I don't care. It's going to be lame. It's going to be lame. Yeah, well, I've been lame for a you, while. You care about being a good person. As long as I'm a person. As long but as you're a rec- person, but you All recognize right. you recognize that it's not really being a good person to do this gross thing, this ultimately gross thing. Yeah. On the other hand, uh, I just asked him how he feels about suicide, and uh, like, Kyle, are you in pain every day? Yeah. Really? It's called getting old, dude. No, I mean mentally. Yeah, I've gone through my, I've gone through my dark patches. Are you in pain every day? <laughs> You're talking to someone who's suicidal. Does that answer your question? Yeah, it does answer my question. 
No, Kyle, existence for me is miserable. Yeah, Even- dude. Everybody goes through that. That's the fucking no. Point. Yeah, you're not special. Everybody. I'm not goes saying I'm special. Through- I'm saying I'm typical. All right, all right. Now we're riding some '80s pop. Here we go, dude. I very much enjoy sitting here and talking with you guys. We should do this more often. Yeah. Typical drunk talk. (laughs) You know why I drink? (laughs) Why? Yeah. Because it makes me feel okay. It makes you feel like you're getting a nice hug from the universe. Yeah. Yeah. You know I don't drink very often now. Really? Yep. You don't drink every day? No, I drink every, like, three days, every four days. Often is relative. Well, I don't drink every day. When you do drink, do you drink enough to get drunk? I mean, I did tonight. Yeah. You sound like you were, like, pleasantly surprised with the degree of drunkness that you achieved tonight. Mm-hmm. No, this is nice. And also, there's a bunch in here, and I still haven't touched it, which uh, I probably won't, so. Because you're, you're at the the, li- the fine line I'm of enjoyability. The, I'm at the fucking... The premium. I'm at the place where it feels good. Yeah. <clears throat> but, uh... I don't mean to shit all over your agony. Agony is... Is unfathomable to the person that's not in it. Yeah, because you're not in it. You've so never been in it. But he has been. But he has been in it. No, but you haven't. Fuck Kyle, you. I've I've I would shared with Kyle. He's expressed. What's the me, deepest suppression you've ever been in, and why? <laughs> Black mold. And actually, did you even have a reason to be depressed? Did no. you have a reason? No. <clears throat> you didn't have a reason, but you just found yourself there. Yeah. The reason is such bullshit. It's not yeah, about it's the, not reason. the reason. It's not the reason. No, the, it's whether or not you reason, have one. The reason is the fucking excuse. The reason is what your mind thinks about to try to explain the feeling of that. And then it's just like, it's a feeling. It's an emotional state. It's a chemical concoction. Don't forget we're podcasting. You gotta let us know who you're ejaculating over. <laughs> Oh, I'm ejaculating all over Sean. He yeah. doesn't like my statement that the that the reason is is an excuse. No, uh, I I I have a dispute with the supposition that there has to be a reason. There doesn't have to be a reason. That's kind of my point. The agony what just exists. Saying. Yeah, it exists. The suffering is there. It, you you can't go to Kyle and be like, oh, you haven't had anything bad in your life happen. No, that's what I was asking. It's not about the bad things that happen in our lives. We all have the same potentials within our heads. All people exist with a chemical makeup that will, like, we have chemicals that lead to emotions, and those can be altered or, like, hijacked. And they're all just signals leading you to move places. And the dark ones are, they're hard. And you can go years inside of those things. They're all just like systems working on each other. We're all kind of at the forefront of our consciousness. We're the, like the head of the snake. And where the whole show is going, we have some say over it. And things will come in to us that hurt us, that are violent. Mm. Things that will externally happen that we have no control over and we feel like they fuck us, 
and it's painful, but it's still us that's there at the head of the snake. Yeah, it is still us. It's still us who's there riding the experience and determining where we go next. It gets hard. You, sometimes there's not an ex, like an acceptance or like you can't realize that it's you. Well, when like we're you get being, so deep when we're in, in the it, heart of like, being fucked, we feel that we have no control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have that like distance. You don't have that permanent between you and the feeling. Yeah. That was my... I think that... I'm like, why would you have these feelings as a human? Like, my view of why we came here is to evolve as as souls. And one of the mechanisms that helps us do, us, do that is this pain. Because as you go through the pain, it like forces you to go through like you're just feeling like shit feeling like shit feeling like shit and it doesn't stop until you become aware that you're feeling like shit and then you get to have that kind of meditative distance from it and then you can see <coughs> which, yourself which almost like shit almost in a way doesn't feel good or potentially feels worse because then you're not even in it you're like this fake thing that's floating around your own experience <laughs> in order yeah. to get away from this thing that you don't want to feel. I like being the fake thing, though. The fake thing Yeah, you're into that. Has always felt more real. I always want to be deep in it. Yeah, I like being, like, distance from it. I like being, like, closer and closer to just some sort of you got light of awareness. Nat, do you have a lot of physical pain that you're dealing with? Or is it more mental pain? All mental. All I mental. feel like a fucking. Uh, yeah, you feel like a loose goose, yeah. dude. Fuck you, man. Your body feels good, and you're, it's all just mental. Is it emotional? Are you going through emotional pain? Do you want to ask me a more specific question? Do you have reasons that you're depressed, or is it uh, like sensations of depression? Both. I'm heartbroken. That's, yeah. That's a big thing. You are heartbroken. Oh, yeah. Oh. Heartbroken is... Yeah. Okay. Lost lives. Uh, also, uh... I mean, you must feel very alone. Yes, I do. That came out here, you fucking faggot. <laughs> right? That's a big callback <laughs> to the podcast listeners. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel very alone. Right? I live alone in a room with a fucking dog, dude. That's what that's my life. Are you renting a room in a house right now? I rent a room in a house right now. Yeah. yeah. There's other people in the house. Yeah, they're barely there though. Yeah, so. yeah. You don't like that, but Well, we play poker every once in a while. Okay. Something. I think that's. I think all human interaction is striving at some point to connect with something. And it's like you can connect by jabbing at it, poking the bear, or like being obnoxious, being confrontational, or you can connect at it by like empathizing and like being sweet and being non violent. But it's still driving at getting that heroin hug. Yeah, You're still wanting to feel within and complete with something. It's like you want to be complete, but you want to be something else that's completing you. You want to be something else that's completing you? You want it to be something else that's completing you. I struggle because oh. I wish that I could be completely content, totally by myself. Yeah. And it, it doesn't manifest that way. I'm still ultimately yearning for connection with other people, and it frustrates me so much yeah, that it, that it that requires sucks. this like 
firmament. It requires this separation to another being that's different from me in order for me to feel complete. Yeah. I had the breakthrough the other day that uh, that it's l- love. Love is the center of stars. It's the molten core of the earth. Love is the thing that can take all experiences and melt it, boil it, distill it down. It can take everything and turn it into molten lava. And once you have that love capacity, that's the hype to get to. Because then you are your own self-generating star and you can take all sensations from around you and fill it with love. Then you can have your frustration with somebody, alternate that into love. You can have your longing and need and bring that into love. And once you're your own generator of this love, then you don't need anything else and yet you are also connected to it all. It's like the way through is ah, to fuck be that. You always need other people. filled with this love. I tell myself quite often, I'll tap on the left side of my head and I'll say, I am God's perfect creation. I am God's glory. All right, so that's I am kind of within, sick for sure. I am within God's flow. I am ah. the big one that I do is I say I am safe, I am okay, and it's like what I'm doing with that is establishing a place of bounty. I'm establishing, a, I'm tapping into the omnipresent bounty of the universe, and I'm letting myself be part of that. And once I recognize that I'm part of it, I see that I've never really been separated from it and that it is within me and everybody. It's within you. It's within you. It's within the library. It's within all the particles and every page of this book. It's within the river alongside of us. And we can just jump into it and have access to it. And we keep doing things to separate ourselves from it because we want to distinguish and we want to feel as if we exist separately. And we will put Mm. ourselves there through sorrow and hardship and like Uh. agony. And they're all, you almost smash your phone with your nose, dog. That would have been so intense. Oh, it's so intense. I also totally think too that I can only get to this place because I've my hard times were probably like seven years ago now. So I've had a lot of time to base and use parsley and kale and love to get me to the place that I can like ground in. Wait, this. are we talking about the word faggot again? <laughs> what was it seven years ago that brought you to that place? It was the mold house, right? I was in, it was a mold house that physically did it. It was living in some slum villa and just being around the mold and being around the laundry detergent that got me to the place and having a music studio. No, that's psychosomatic. There's nothing wrong with the mold and the laundry detergent. I don't know. I'll tell you, man. It's <laughs> absolutely psychosomatic. <clears throat> I, I don't believe that's true. I think that there well, is... Well, I know you don't believe that's true. I think there's chemical reactions. I think that we are a collection of body, mind, and spirit. And we have these three things that are interchanging with each other. And it is psychosomatic if you are of the mind or the spirit to be able to overwhelm the other one. But I wasn't that powerful at that point. 
And then I was emotionally downtrodden from just kind of making bad choices in my 20s. And those things kind of overlined and it went through serious times of feeling. I think the most pathetic I felt is when I felt that off and nothing was wrong because I, I was like, this is the definition of pathetic to like just be not being able to do uh, anything. It's the definition like, of depression. Right. I mean, it's pathetic. I, I remember trying to pay for the bus and, uh, I couldn't get my dollar in to the slot and I was just like fucking crying. I had like my backpack on. Yeah. I was trying to go on an adventure. And I, I was wearing like, sideways. <laughs> it just like, symbolizes the importance <laughs> of your whole fuck up. No, it's like, I was like, God fucking damn it. I remember rolling on the grass and wishing I had a straight jacket. Like it's hard for me to, to go back and like be that person because I can't really get into who I was. I just have, I know that it was there at a point in the same way that I know I was 17 at a point and had this like fucking rock hard dick and was able to like just rally the way a 17 year old can like do, do it. I also know I want, I was rolling in the grass and I was begging for a straight jacket. I wanted to go to an assailant asylum. I was like, please just let me go there, tie me up so that I could have this be over. And this could just be like wrapped into this case. You've never been in the same asylum. I've never been to an insane asylum. I've had that experience. You've had that experience. Yeah, I can see why you would want that. Right? There's a sense of comforting. Like it's, I'm, I, I wanted a sense of comfort, like it was settled, like something like kind what of gave, okayed it. What it gave me that I didn't realize it would give me was perspective, that I wasn't as crazy as I thought I was. Yo. No, okay. you are. Okay. <clears throat> I wasn't okay. as crazy as some of the other people that were in there. Mm. Well, it's all relative. It's definitely all relative. Yeah. The amount of pain that we're feeling is relative. You had perspective from seeing the other Mental people. anguish is such an interesting thing to me. Because Baba says that there's more mental pain than there is physical pain. But I, I, I've had physical pain at different parts of my life. And it's, it's terrifying to be in real physical trauma. To, yeah. to have a broken leg. Yeah. And the mental pain... I've experienced way more mental pain than I have physical pain. I'm blessed with a, a healthy body that's typically pretty comfortable. And I'm, I'm always reflecting on that, that I have a healthy and generally comfortable body. And yet I still struggle with this mental pain. that's kind of self-imposed. It it's is like fucking it is. created. It's like fake, like the internet or like all the books. It is. The it is right. Fake. It's fake. It's, it's fake. Just, it doesn't need to be that. It's like, not it, fake. Like it's it, not it, fake, it's but like, it doesn't need to be there. This is coming from someone who just spent months in a tent hardly moving because I was in so much mental anguish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. <laughs> so, I love when you try to come here and be depressed with fucking Sean, dude. <laughs> it's like... And I, I still... Fuck you, because you don't, you don't do this. You don't go through this. He Fuck has you, before. dude. I've he already has. did it. He I was did it rolling on the grass. You did it one time, you fucking jerk off. Shut No. I, I'm not he went through a whole phase I don't need of to, months. It's not a competition, but no, it's the, not. Like, to pretend that you understand. I remember when you said that to me. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I don't know. No, man. I don't, to pretend that you understand what depression is, 
Fuck you, man. You don't. He's I, been there, bro. I don't know. You haven't. Maybe not as far as you and I have been. Fuck and I, it's you. not a competition between you and I either. Yeah. Depression is not a competition. Everybody has their places that they can Oh, uh, no. It's uh, so horrible when you were sad about something. Fuck you, man. Yeah, it's, I, I can say from where that I've been that uh, I know the depth of where yeah, I've been. Maybe the one time. That the place Bro, is... it was years. It was years that this went on. I lived yeah. in the dark for years. No, I don't believe you. I remember. I I've heard care, about man. it. I understand. <laughs> like, we weren't friends at that point. I dropped out from interacting with people. What was that? I, college age? No. No, it was from like, it was. It started about at 27, and then it railed through like 32. And about at 32, I had windows. Like I could go for so a couple not, of weeks. It's not a competition, but that's five years. That's a long time. That's a yeah. long time to deal with real depression where you're kind of dropping out from life. I just think it's a thing. No that's longer... not a competition, but that's not 20 years. Did you, did you hear the story that Kyle told earlier where yeah, it was it. from today and he had j- great joy today? Five years is a long time to go where you don't have that. I'm just saying, don't 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 frame it as like a. You're, oh, I've I've been there. You're the one. So. You're the one who's making it. Yeah, I'm not doing that, dude. You're the one that wants to be all on your pedestal of being the we depressed all, one. We and that's all why I'm like, hey, places you to need go. to fuck off because that's you're fair. in a room with like two other people we that all have gone have through places their places to that's go. That's fair. That's fair. We all have places to go, right? Like Kyle said, we all have certain stories that we unfold in our lives and things that we experience within ourselves. That we think nobody else can understand because they've never experienced it. I'm quite so like, like hearing stories it. from fucking casuals. That's all. Dude, you're with two hardcore individuals. Yeah, we're not casual people. <laughs> well, yeah. no, and we can we can work through. We're this. not fucking normies. <laughs> and what I'm gonna say, and be bold in saying, as I have the table for a minute here, that when Nat Hudson comes in. On his high horse, before he's too drunk, and he's fucking knocking everybody down because he wants to be on the pedestal, and he wants to be the one in charge, and he Mm -hmm. wants to be the one taking control of everything, and fucking acting like the big cat in the room. That's fair. And then ends up being a little too wasted, and now feeling the depression as the hug is also happening at the same time, that everything has a counterpart. Okay. If we go to one place, we will go to the other. That balances it out. That's fair. And there's no reason to be knocking anybody anywhere. I mean, unless it's divine intervention and you have no control. Okay, there's there's a million reasons we all knock each other (laughs) around. There's a million atoms popping into each other. (laughs) Within ourselves, the firmament exists. We have a space within ourselves that's between us and our own love. And we keep ourselves from it constantly. Yeah, that yeah. tirade that you went on a few minutes ago about love yeah. sent me to the fucking realms of outer space. That was so good. I'm going to have to listen to this whole podcast just to hear that tirade again. The space that exists between the nucleus and the electron, the electron's like the shield to help us when we're bopping into other entities. Mm-hmm. And and when we have a strong force of bopping into each other, we can actually change the other entity. We can give them an electron. We can make them unbalanced because they have too many electrons, and yeah. we now have too few. 
I'm only here because I think this conversation has value. So everything has value. No, not everything. Nah, you're probably right. Not everything needs to exist. There's a lot of illusion and bullshit out there that doesn't need to be there at all. I'm gonna go home. Like right now? Yep. Are you are you are you uh what's what's it called? Okay to to drive? Yeah. <laughs> you have to be able to pronounce drive to drive, dude. <laughs> ah, I'll be alright. Drink some water. It was like earlier in the conversation. Oh, I saw how that works. It was earlier when you were tempting me to offend you. And I was trying well, to offend you by saying I didn't want to talk to you anymore. <laughs> Come on, man. Bring it at me. Bring what so, at you? What I want to bring to you... Denigrate me. Denigrate? You see, you still want to be fucking denigrated. You don't need any more denigration, bro. Yes, I do. You I need a hug. It's just what you know. It's what you know. It's what you're vibrating on. It's your frequency right that's now. That's fair. So yeah. It's like, that's... I actually, I do need a hug before I go. Yeah, you will get one. Oh, uh, that's nice. Yeah, why do you... You don't want to leave yet, do you? Yeah, I do. This podcast hasn't been long enough yet. It's only 919. Like the fucking 19 that's yeah, embedded like the throughout Quran. the entire Quran, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Start getting in. Start getting in. I was so, like, pissed off when I was reading this, and it was just like... The number 19 is embedded all throughout the entire Quran. And I was like, this is some conspiratorial... That's like, why I was like, is this a t- typical Quran? Because I like that they have that appendix of all the conspiracies within it. <clears throat> For the first time in history, we have a scripture with built-in proof of divine authorship. Ooh. A superhuman mathematical composition. Okay. I thought we were going to be reading, like, poetry and shit that I could show on all night. No, number one, the ver- the first verse, 1-1, one, one, known as Basmala, consists of 19 letters. Number two, the Quran consists of 114 sutras, which is 19. Divisible by 19. 19 uh, times 6. Uh, <laughs> the total number of verses in the Quran is 6,346 or the number of beats in this in this Pongo Diddy. This is 7-4 time. This is like one through two, two, three, four, you know, all these things that they have. How many of these are there? Seven, fourteen! Nineteen! There's nineteen points that they have. Point number nineteen. The Quran mentions thirty different numbers. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, nineteen, twenty, thirty. Best podcast ever. <laughs> the sum of these numbers. The sum of these numbers <laughs> is divisible by 19. I didn't, I didn't finish the numbers, by the way.
love it, dude. It's so full of bullshit and so full of truth at the same time. Wow. Yes. Yep. I uh, ended my recording, so... Uh... <laughs> this podcast is over. <laughs> no, I swear this is the best podcast ever. This club is closed. <laughs> Forever! <laughs> Oh, shit, not again. Oh, I really did it this time. You really did it, dude. Fuck. Oh, wait. How does that even go through there? I'm just gonna take one out. Before you guys go, you whip your dick out. I need to show you something. I was thinking about doing this earlier. I was thinking about doing this earlier. I decided it wasn't going to happen. Sean. I don't need to see this. Sean. Yes? Sean? I'm I'm listening, but I'm not looking. Are you still staying in there with your pants unzipped? Oh, he's hiding. Uh Alright, I've got this like epic poem that I want to read that has a soundtrack. I wanted to hear your soundtrack. Yeah, okay. I'm going to get into like the poem fucking rally time. <laughs> yes. I'm going to need some keyboard and this stuff along because this is like 10 minutes. My power supply still works. It's like 10 minutes of this. This will go on longer than you think it will go. You sent me a lot of texts earlier. That yeah. Pretty fucking epic. Dude, that's... I didn't get to read my poem that I... I don't know. We, we have... all those texts and you inspired yeah. the poem in me today. No, no. We got... This is podcast number two. Yeah. Sean, this is some yeah. vegan shit. This is... This is life. This is life. I don't know what this is. This is podcast number two. Beatnik's Bumpers bullshit. We're just in the library. I don't know what this is. And now, fucking that bastard is wants to. He's no. gone non-anonymous. Close your fucking eyes. This is an he wants to show some he sort of thing growing no. on his dick. Close, no, it's not about my dick. Is uh, that on your dick? Close, close your eyes. Hey, turn around. I'm podcasting. I'm about to read some epic poetry, bro. Look, look upon do, my plight. Do not look at his dick. You will not be able to not no, see it's, it. It's it's on the backside. On the. Hey, Kyle! That looks like what happens to my six-year-old sometimes. Yeah, you got it. That's a hardcore rash. That's a hardcore rash. It's a hardcore rash. We're getting so moon right now. It's hardcore. Dude, yeah, it's pretty hardcore. All right, that's all I wanted to show you. All right, dude. This podcast number two starts with a friend taking off his pants and revealing this hardcore rash that's going like uh, that Deep Space Nine shapeshifter character that had the uh, the design that went up the side of her face. Yeah. That's what's going up from your ass all the way to your lower back. Pretty much, yeah, dude. That's, hard, I'm, that's hardcore. Like it's, it's up here. It's, it's crazy. Why do you think I want to fucking kill myself, you fucking faggots? Is why? What? Why do it's you? Not physically painful, why do you though? think that oh, no, my conclusion is, after everything? Yeah. yeah. Why do you think that my conclusion after the mixture of body, mind, and spirit was that your body fucking determined your mind? Mm. 
like the body is the base. I don't know which one's the base, but they're definitely reflective of each other. They're reflective, and I ultimately think the spirit is most powerful if you can tap into it. And my and spirit is garbage. Feel that? We're real time. Hey, we're real time podcasting now. Play your bongos like a graceful beatnik in a club. Dude, you're drinking some coffee. You're trying to get laid. You're going to find a chick or a dude that's into your rash, and they're going to put some vitamin E oil when you're on trying it. trying to get laid, that's when you put a bit of an image on. You sound right. good. Right. You're not quite as raw as where you're just defending everybody all the time, and you might not get a job after that. Right? And this Wait, is... Wait, I want to get naked again. <laughs> Nah, Let me nah, take my pants fuck off you. again. Nah, we're with you. Oh, we're in a library? Oh, <laughs> shit. Oh, no. We have our highlight the guy's hands fucking... Out. Oh, he's getting naked again and walking around in his pants. <laughs> oh, oh no. it's fucking horrible. Hey, don't, don't, don't. Watch the power cord. Yeah, yeah watch I'm, the power cord. Gonna... That power cord's been roughed up too many times Step tonight. over it. Nah, okay, so play this soundscape. That you this made. soundscape is a collection of. It's like from the truckers, right? Also, I want to make a note that I really did get naked on this podcast. No, there's no bullshit, man. We can see that whole deal. We, All right, we this saw, was we Leakin, saw the flopper. This was Leakin J at uh, L I N C O L N M J. And he was doing Rebel News. That was his Twitter handle. I'm just giving him props because he okay. was running his Twitter live feed. And he was, this is the moment in the morning when also the, the greatest podcast ever. <laughs> the, hundred, the hundred police were coming up to the line of the protesters at the truckers. So this will be a soundscape that is a mixture of them when that's happening in Ottawa, Canada mixed with old-timey industrial sounds like engines and clanks and cash registers. Am I going to interrupt you if I sing over your... uh, No, please do. This is like an all-sound integrate with it because it'll be like 10 minutes. And what these notes are is... Gosh, man, I'm kind of fucked up now. You got a, a display of words here for us. What was going on? I can't on? wait to get into this. Okay. I was getting into uh, my summer guru, uh, Chopin Chokra, and he yeah. had this idea of raising within yourself merit. That uh, if you right. could raise the, your merit to a point of having a wind horse, you could be buoyant this so is, that you could be a warrior this in This is the life. dude who died of alcoholism, right? Yes, he did. Yes. He did. And, Alan Watts? No. Uh, Trogum Chopra. Okay. Well, Alan Watts did too. This is also involving some notes from uh, working in the theater this year. I, uh, for the listener, I work in a, like a, I'm a groundskeeper for an outdoor auditorium. And on my first days, there was dust in the tracks. I found a mushroom and I accidentally killed a lizard. Well, I found the notes from this and kind of incorporated it into this poem that also details notes from the last time we were hanging out podcasting, which was at the Rivermouth, and we were talking about GPT-3, and you had given me that book about Kurt Cobain and was hearing about, like, just his heroin overdoses. So it's like a collection of these things coming together. Mm. And we'll start now with... With the sound collage included... Here we go. Garland's high dimensional expander graphs, perfect amino acids, the perfect symmetry, synergy as company, Alan Turing, 1950s paper, can machines think? 
Endocentric construction, like what is the X-bar theory? These are some scientific terms that I might need you to define. Like what is the X-bar theory? Do humans have the same visual cortex as cats? And did Penrose quantum internal structure of neurons as microtubules, data leading to symbols in the brain? How the physics of resonance shapes reality? D, E, 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 E. Learning, sarcastic, radiant descent, deep neural network of view from space, archived Greek island mass psychosis, cannot open page new moon sleeve, seven-sided super change EDM, an inferior reality, things are transitionary, briefly typically found in nature, Lake Titicaca, Sun King, Sea Foam, Varachis, Reach Polynesia, an expert in thermodynamics. God's brought his ancestors to the Marquis from a great island far beyond the sea. Aristotle's first cause, the spider that gathers all the world's wisdom and hoards it, hoards it in a pouch on top of a palm tree, only to have it get caught in a branch. The spiders on the ground, and the spiders on the ground say, if you really had all the wisdom of the world, you would put it on your back. The spider angrily throws it downward. The wisdom breaks all across the world. Every man can only have a little bit. A puny rhythm felt with the foot on the shoulder. Vigorous shapes in wood, vigorous shapes in wood. Talking drums, sending messages over a hundred miles in two hours. Messages as drums. Text gifts, the drummer sending the message, information, the light, the sound waves, the ideas. Announce them by the master drummer. Complementary variations and elaborates upon it, crisscrossing it, weaving it in the rhythms of other drummers to create a dense tapestry of sound or light. Hear each other pick out with the feet while the bodies follow other rhythms. Form and tension. Close your eyes and communicate with the dead. Close your eyes and communicate with the dead. One half on you print beans, you shoot one shot, S E S P S S Cam S D Chakra Dear Tapari When your time comes for the removal of ignorance, your internal organs will be moved so deeply you feel in the pit of your stomach. How do you know yourself? World is singing to world. Om, aim, klim, strim. 
Meditate within up and down speed friction lesbian love heavy heavy heaven seven sided started in 1860 and is still warning innocent hearts meditate meditate in rivers running upstream gpt3 simple arpeggios a deathless day the infinity and the duality of starting ending new moon lunar potentials of growth and decay simple arpeggios just the same kurt cobain screams and kerouac scores a touchdown catches inches from the grass root changes rivers run upstream seems like your arms are pulled in two different directions you're waiting wanting her here and there two different directions finding poetry by sunlight and aristotle by clerical order later plato taught aristotle who schooled alexander who takes cleopatra as a bride artemis and orion Estological shockwaves. Terence McKenna is the brain a tesseract. Private super canary becomes corrupted and loses his mind to find himself. Let the expander graph like two eyes having an existential crisis. If you assume two things that contradict each other, can you prove everything is practical? High-dimensional expander graph, perfect amino acids. The intimate interrelationships of learning, memory, and intelligence. To act intelligently, to act intelligently in human affairs is only possible if an attempt is made to understand the thoughts, the motives, apprehensions of one opponent so fully that one can see the world through his eyes. I appreciate the effort they have made and I appreciate even more the fact that they have expressed their point of view so candidly and straightforwardly. Motivation, there is always a reason for what we do. It may be so motivated by greed or love or hate or dread or hats or revenge or lust or fear or anxiety or by any number of any other emotional needs or attitudes. The motivation is an inner stimulus which is the catalyst for an intention or action. It is the intention that the actor must play rather than the deeper and often subconscious motivation. The emergence of the songwriter as narrator begins now. Orientation in his improvisations that came directly from the rhythm of the blues tradition. He used the guitar as a compliment to his voice, filling in passages at the end of the phrase. He used the guitar solo as instruments to play with the vocal communication as well, expressively to communicate the strength of the song. King Curtis, Yay! jazz tradition. Is
and rhythm orientation of rhythm and blues, stirring together long melodic phrases, pure technical virtuosity, full tone played lots of notes and had a very melodic style. Little Richard, king of the screamers. He had no inhibitions at all, either in singing or playing. He was the Muhammad Ali of the 1950s, an anti-hero. He, 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 he great electricity in performances. His stage presence was all-consuming. He used whoops and slides and rockies. His songs were fast, blues progressions in which the lyrics were relative, meaningless. Fast Domino was born in 1929 in New Orleans. The emergence of songwriter as narrator. Let's expand, dust in the tracks, found a mushroom, accidents like that, purple flower. Two on two, been loaning library notes. Trust is knowing, trust is knowing there will be a message. Engage with the stacks, the spirits in the pages, the words. The sense of trust that when you apply your inquisitive, when you apply your inquisitive with, with, you will look into the situation. You know that you will get a definite response. Response, 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 response. Temptation refers to anything that promotes the ego, promotes the ego and goes against the vision, the egolessness of basic goodness. There are many temptations. With the shapeness, with the sharpness of an arrow, you can clearly see the setting sun or any degraded activities that are going on in yourself first, to be honest, and then for the rest of the world. Harness the insight with skillful action so that no genuineness and no clarinessness and no crudeness and no lack of wakefulness. Experience fear within the context of fearlessness. Weakness with a cowboy diligence. Romance to the filth. Success and failure are your journey. The coin will land. Miracles, molecules, mundane 10x thousand times. Landing on the edge. Flip the coin, head on edge. Land on the edge. Mundane 10x landing. Molecules shaped in miracles. There will be many times in your journey that you will vibrate in the saddle. Levitating. Even as you have a fundamental connection with the earth of your basic goodness. Make a discrimination between indulging and appreciating. Trust yourself to be solidly rooted, established, constant joyfulness. When the Buddha attained enlightenment, someone asked him, how did he know? Earth is my witness. Hold your seat in the saddle. You are completely in reality. My posture in the saddle speaks for itself. At this point, begin to experience the fundamental notion of fearlessness. 
You are willing to be awake in whatever situation may present itself to you. Take command of your life all together. Take command of your life all together. Take command of your life all together. Not on this side or either of success or failure. They are your journey. World is singing to world, pulling your arms in two different directions. Find yourself on the expander graph, down by the sea. Two AIs having a love affair, finding poetry by sunlight and Aristotle by clerical order. Aristotle teaches Alexander who marries Cleopatra, rousing the basic energy of goodness into a wind of delight and power, raising the wind horse to the hero to bed, open a new Dynamics. Seven-sided shapes brought his ancestor here from a land great far beyond the sea. Aristotle's first cause, Little Richard's scream, electricity. Every man can have only a little bit, a little lily pill holy poly rhythm felt to be found with the foot or the shoulder, talking drums, sending messages a hundred miles in two hours. Go out and tour in 1950s paper. Can machines think? Do drums communicate? Androcentric construction, like what is the X-bar theory? And do humans have the same visual system as cats? Venrose, Penrose, quantum internal structure of neurons as Microtunes, data leading to symbols and bringing how physics and resonance shape reality. E, 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 E. Learning sarcastic radiant descent in deep neural new network with the user space. Archive it on a Greek island, vigorous shapes and wood. Message, message. Hex, fields of information, the light, sound, the waves, the seas, announce them by the master drummer. Complementary variations and elaborates upon it, crisscrossing it in gardens, high dimensional expander graphs of perfect amino acids. The perfect symmetry, weaving into rhythms of other dimensions, other drummers to create a dense tapestry of sound and light hear each other's form and tension close your eyes and communicate with the dead ha ha yeah ha 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 ha
Motion is everlasting, drag and drop, comes into being from no being, as form, Aristotle, Plato, Cleo, the sacred path, the warrior, the cascade, the neurons, the photons, the dopamine pumps, echoes to eons, take care of your wounds and lick it up as a kitty, let's expand, dust in the tracks. I found a mushroom, killed a lizard, accidents like that, purple flower. It's so often cross and crossing, Jupiter's epicenter, same vibe, dead center. In the king of screamers, little Richard, electricity. Experience fear within the context of fearlessness. Weakness within the cowboy diligence. Romance through the filth. Success and failure are part of your journey. The coin will land. Miracles on molecules, 10x times landing on the edge. Flip the coin, edge on edge. Montane 10x, molecules on molecules shaped in miracles. There will be many times in your journey you will be vibrating in the saddle. You're levitating even as you have a fundamental connection with the earth of your basic goodness. At this point, begin to experience. Begin to experience the fundamental notion of fearlessness. You are willing to be awake. You are willing to cut the mustard. You're electric. Beyond the shadow of doubt, light travels through the air. It sparkles, permeates the entire cosmos. Waves ride when your time comes for the removal of ignorance. Your internal organs will be moved so deeply you will feel it in the pit. Trust, trust in this. Lick it up like a kitty. Expand the purple flower. Milk in your pineal gland World is singing to world The earth is your witness When the Buddha attained enlightenment Someone asked him how did he know The earth is my witness Hold your seat in the saddle You are completely in reality No posture Your posture Your posture speaks for itself You're levitating Experience cowboy command Not on this side or either Of success or failure The coin will land on the edge Push another button Aristotle's first cause The basic cosmic crowd Pounding the ground Dancing primordial Unconditioned Pure reflection Maybe it needs to heat up Not caused by any circumstance All conditionality comes from unconditionality Anything made has to come from what was unmade Realize, let go of concepts What sucks? Depression, anxiety Realize and rest the mind in nowness Infinite law and order Impossible to possess personally So much greater than your personal territory or schemes You are not the sheriff, you're the cowboy 
You have possession of order in the world. Drag and drop that shit. An unwavering, authentic presence dawns. Response, 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 engage. You can clearly see the setting sun. Harness your insight with skillful action. Say no to carelessness, crudeness, or a lack of wakefulness. contradict each other, you can prove everything, a pinnacle of ecstasy, a pinnacle of ecstasy, two AIs having an existential crisis, falling in love, photons to neurons, echoes to eons, world is singing to world, a breathless song, a deathless song, hum along, a dopamine cascade, lunar portals of growth and decay, simple arpeggios, oh aim, clam, strim, meditate within the spirit world, up and down, speed and friction, heavier than heaven, lovers banging, the great cognitive, the basic cosmic vitality, Tang, the field of power, authentic presence, active virtue, merit you take with you. You know thyself to be true. The basic cosmic cognitive, is this the wisdom of a Jedi? The basic pure reflection, let's expand it so often. Cross and cross in Jupiter's epicenter. Same vibe dead center in the cream of screamers, little witchers electricity experience fear within the context of fearlessness weakness with a cowboy diligence romance through the filth take care of your wounds lick it up as a kitty success and failure are part of your journey the coin will land miracles and molecules 10x times landing on the edge of time flip the coin edge on edge mundane 10x landing molecule on molecule shaped as miracles there will be many times in your journey you will vibrate in the saddle you're levitating even as you have a basic connection with the earth world is singing to world a deathless day through infinity starting ending through learner portals of growth and decay a deathless day simple arpeggios starting ending oh and clim strim meditate within the spirit world of up and down speed and friction heavier than heaven lovers banging the great cognitive vitality literally means field of power wang tang authentic prayers active virtue merit you take with you as you know yourself to be true is this the basic cosmic unconditioned pure reflection world is singing to world beyond the shadow of doubt light travels through the air tenuous waves you ride